Hello, everybody. I'm Mark Smith, otherwise known as an Army Shot, and I'm Alex Cobbett, and this is the, the Shot, Shot Pod. Pod. And today, before I cue that intro music, I just want to say that we are going to talk about some conspiracy theories. We're not saying that everything is 100% real. We're not saying that everything is 100% fake either. What we are saying is this is not our strict opinions on everything. This is stuff that we That's go That's why off they're of. called theories. Yep. It's all conjecture. Unless there's proof for things that have happened. But we'll, we'll get into We're that. We're going to get, get into, into that, that, boys. But with that being said, when it comes down to certain people who have committed suicide and, and battled depression and other things, I do want to say that even though we will be delving into... Conspiracies around that stuff. Conspiracies around that stuff. We don't want to be insensitive and to... we're not being disrespectful to the... To, to what's gone on with those people or their legacies. Exactly. So that is our warning. That is our disclaimer. Ad, our advisory Shit's warning. Shit's about to get real. Will. Shit's about to get real. Enjoy. All right, hey, so how's it going? I am, honestly, I'm <laughs> loving it right now. I got nothing bad to say. The uh, the Shot Pod, let's just a little s- promo. Um, so if you want to, if you're listening to this, my name is Alex Cobbett, C-O-B-B-E-T-T. Not Cobbett. I'm on Facebook. Unless I, he's feeling French. And I know that Mark is Mark Smith. He might be harder to find on there <laughs> because it's the most basic white boy name on the fucking again. planet. But, I mean, you can find him through the Shot Pod. Now, I want to say something right now. Anytime you're searching for Shot Pod, anything related to us or even Army Shot as well, which is Mark's band, the O in Shot is a zero. So if you're going on Spotify, if you're going on Amazon Music, if you're going on iHeartRadio, if you're going on Google Music, if you're going on, if we're going to upload things to YouTube, uh, which we'll be we'll be doing if you're looking for us on Facebook, any of that stuff. Use the zero and you'll find us for sure. Yeah, if you've got me on Facebook, DM me. I'll send you links to whatever link, whatever you want. Amazon, Spotify. I cater to all my friends. I have the links ready, and they're like, "I want to go to this one, or I want to go to that one." Just message me, and I send stuff off to you guys. And yeah, that's that's been going really good. I love the the responses and the feedback we're getting. Some of our previous episodes have gone over pretty good. This one, I hope, also goes over good, but it will be controversial, no doubt. Maybe, well, probably more controversial than the COVID uh, bit that we had in episode th- four. Episode four was COVID. It may be uh, a subject of this episode as well. We may be talking about some of the conspiracy theories of COVID as well. I'm sure we'll get to some of them, but that's probably, because they're the newest ones out there, they'll be the last ones we talk about, I imagine. Yeah. All right. So... Uh, I just wanted to, to touch on the reason why I use zero in Army Shot was in the beginning when I started doing Army Shot with the regular words, if you were to Google Army Shot, you'd actually get a whole bunch of military videos and, and military websites and people in the Army who were shot or, or all these other, other things. And it's like, well, okay, I have to do something that sets me apart. So I just started putting a zero instead of an O in shot and that has set me apart from everything so now if you google the shot pod you'll like the first five six seven results in google are actually the shot pod it has nothing to do with army shot just google it and you will see just google it that's that's our advice kids (laughs) figure it out bud i gotta i know we're talking about conspiracy theories and all this kind of stuff but i gotta i gotta really quickly jump into um what like i said the people that have talked to me about the relationship episode that we did 
and people have talked to me about the the COVID episode. Those are the two that I get the most responses out of. But I definitely have people send me DMs that just say, fuck Star World. Because <laughs> of the bit we did about, I was talking about girlfriends or whatever, and you were talking about your girlfriends, you beat Mario World for me? And it's like, fucking right, we do that no problem, right? Trying to be yeah. cocky. But, but everybody knows the secret to destroying Mario World is don't waste your time in Star World. Get Pat, just get, fucking skip it, bro. But it's tempting. <laughs> it's tempting. Anyway, so yeah, I'm uh, loving that feedback. Keep it coming, guys. And if you need DMs and all that with the episodes, then we'll send them to you. So let's talk about some conspiracy just, theories. Just bro. before we get into conspiracy oh, okay. theories, I do want to say that DC fandom is happening right now. Oh, you want to talk a little DC? All right. So right now, um, there's a little <laughs> say it. teaser. Say it. For the Flash movie. <laughs> <laughs> and Ezra Miller introduces this in this uh, video. Come on, tell me more. And he's, and okay, it's narrated by Michael Keaton. Yeah, 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 it is. Tell me more. Tell me. Yeah. At the very end. Is Michael Keaton going to be in it? Oh, of course. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Keaton, Keaton's Batman. Okay. And yeah, 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 yeah. Well, next. Spoiler alert for this teaser. At the very end, it kind of shows the backside of the bat ears from the cowl of Keaton's Batman. From the bat cave that Keaton was in. Yeah. And they even and they even went to pull the sheet off the old Batmobile, and it ended right there. Sorry, I'm done now. I'm done. Sorry, that got a little weird. Ew, there is shit everywhere. Oh, the room is a mess. No, I'm really excited for this, man. Like, you don't understand. I wore out the VHS of Batman Returns. I had nightmares about Michelle Pfeiffer killing all my stuffed animals in a garbage disposal. I truly did. Like, I'm not joking about this. You can ask my mom. You can ask my mom. No, it was, well, I fantasized about Michelle Pfeiffer in the cat suit, but when she killed my stuffed animals, immediate boner killer was not part of the dream. I'm telling you. And, but I, I wore the VHS out. It was one of my favorite things to watch. I mean, even to this day, you can't fuck with DeVito and Pfeiffer and Keaton and, and Jack Nicholson in the first one. Like, those movies instilled fear to fear like people were watching Barney and friends and like wanted to go see the Ninja Turtles come to you know the Sky Dome when they were doing their tour you know what I mean when I was like three and four years old in the in the early 90s late 80s <laughs> and I was just like you know fuck all that I want I want Michael Keaton to come and like throw some people in the sewer and blow something up in Oshawa because Oshawa always reminded me of, of Gotham when I was a kid it was always that kind of grungy you know underdog of a place and uh, I think it's kind of funny <laughs> that, you know, that's kind of where I grew up. So, yeah, I just had this weirdest. I love, I love it. And now they're bringing him back. <sighs> when I saw Keaton in the Spider-Man movie, I thought, oh, he'll never come back to the DC side. But he was, he, he was Keaton, the bad guy in oh, Homecoming. Yeah, he was yeah, the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Vulture. Vulture. But so I was happy to see him come back and to, to take the cowl. And he's taking it serious. Like, he's, he's like, <laughs> I'm old-ass Batman now. He's all, I can't wait. <laughs> he was on a, a, a talk show, and he said, it's like riding a bike. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't forget. <laughs> you just, I think that's cool. And I, and also, um, I don't know if this is billion percent confirmed, but I'm pretty sure Batfleck will be in it too. He'll be making yeah, an appearance. That, that's so you got two old Batman. Ben Affleck actually said he had a lot of fun. I saw that. Filming I read that. The Flash. So maybe they'll get him. Like I know, I heard that Pattinson's already gotten the go ahead for a second and Reeves have gotten the go ahead for a second, the Batman, which is coming out next year, which is going to have, you know, we, we, Pattinson, um, Jeffrey Wright as Jeff as Gordon, um, Paul Dano as the Riddler, um, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, uh, roll with me here, roll with me here, uh, Alfred, Alfred's a good one too. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, Jeremy Andy Irons. Serkis. 
Uh, yes, yeah, Circus. Andy Circus. Sorry, Jeremy Irons is uh, bad <laughs> flicks. Anyways, so that's all confirmed. That'll be, I'm uh, beyond excited for that. It's going to be a cool movie. And they got the go ahead for a second one. And Matt Reeves, the director of The Batman, actually came out to say that The Batman is kind of uh, a beginning of the rogues gallery. So, like, not everybody is the the true villain yet like yeah it's supposed to be like early versions so penguin's still colin farrell's penguin and and apparently they're doing a whole tv show about how he actually becomes penguin after the movie so he's still he's penguin but he's not like the the crime lord that penguin is yeah uh and they're gonna uh, do in the movies what gotham kind of tried to do and catwoman's not catwoman in this she's just a cat burglar Mm. i know i get it's batman year one right so it's the after his first actually year two Year two, so it's you're right. So it's like I, he's been around for a year at this point. You know, it's been 365 days since the Dark Knight bestowed his his presence upon Gotham and its bad boys. I am vengeance. I can't wait. <laughs> Say it again, Robert. <laughs> I honestly think it's gonna be like a Heath Ledger thing where everyone was like, "Oh, the guy from Brokeback Mountain, the guy from Ten Things I Hate About You, the guy from A Knight's Tale, he's gonna be the Joker." I'll fucking see it, bro. Damn, Jack Nicholson's the greatest fucking Joker of all time. I, and I, I was on that boat. I was like, "Ah, I love Heath. He's really funny, but I don't know about this." And who? How much? How deep down our throats did we put those words, guys? We yeah. pretty deep down. So I feel like Pattinson's gonna be like Ledger. He's gonna be like that. Oh, the guy from Twilight. Yeah, watch him be the greatest Bruce Wayne you've ever fucking seen. Watch it happen. That's the the crappiest thing is when you're typecast, like if doing the to- Twilight movies, and everybody's like, "Oh man, they got a sparkly vampire." But the reason I think Pattinson bat. won't, it, I feel you with that, is because I've seen what he's done since then. Oh yeah, he was in Tenet. We can get it. We could talk about Nolan all night. Uh, Chris Such Nolan's a good. Just recently watched that. I don't know if you hear heard uh, me say in the podcast earlier. Like I haven't seen that yet. Now it's like you have to watch that. Watch Tenet. T E N E T. By the way, is the name of the movie. In case you're like, what did he say? It's called Tenet. Okay, it's a I don't know what they call that when it's the same way like race car frontwards and backwards. Either way, it's <laughs> yeah. one of those fucking things, uh, and it's it's about time travel, but not dumb time travel. It's about cool time travel. <laughs> <laughs> it's really really good. And it's got it's not, ru- even a, it's not even so much about time travel. It's just about playing things backwards. It's very cool while going forward. Very cool head trip. It's um. Got Robert Pattinson in it. He's stellar. He's amazing. He's a, a huge and part Michael of... And Michael Caine. <laughs> for oh, 45 <laughs> seconds. Uh, and, and, and Pattinson's a huge part of what makes that movie great. And that's and I've also seen him in uh, this Netflix movie. I think it was just called The King. He plays the King of France, but he's like a little whiny bitch. And he does a really good job of playing that like little... You know, he's still a military official, but he's like... <laughs> Anyways, he does a good job. I really enjoyed his performance. <laughs> but he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, have a nap, but then fires in his ass. He does a good job of being that guy. And it's very, very, I just, I'm, I'm a fan of Robert. I didn't even really mind him in the, twi- my, my sister was like a little tween when those movies came out. So I took her to the theaters to see them. And I was like, oh my God, I have to be here. And I had to drive her and all of her friends to go suck them out. And actually by the, by the end of the second Breaking Dawn or whatever, I was like, oh, they aren't too bad. I actually kind of liked it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I wouldn't give it an Academy Award, but I didn't mind them. So I'm excited to see him step outside of that and become something else but yeah batman is just so alive right now the flash yeah. movie is going to be so good i'm so excited and at dc fandom uh the rock came out and revealed a little bit of uh the black adam situation yeah the, the black yeah, adam. boy the the small little snippet where um, i mean i guess they just discovered the shrine for black adam and he comes out in his costume and he's holding up somebody by his throat and 
the lightning strikes this person that he's holding up that, that dissolves into dust and bone. And I don't know. It looks pretty cool. looks pretty cool. I actually haven't seen this. Uh, I want, as soon as we're done, maybe even when we take a break, I will check the link out because, um, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot going on out there. I've, uh, we've also gotten the first tiny clips of Kenobi. Kenobi's done being filmed and they put it, they put just a few little, just, it basically just Ewan McGregor looks really old and miserable. And he's in the desert <laughs> and it's just like, and then you just hear like, oh, yeah, you, you, in the background, and that's it. And then they just cut. And I'm like, that's enough for me. So, yeah, it's a good f- entertainment right now. It's, it's alive. I'm so excited. Did you ever play any of the Arkham Asylum Definitely. Games? I definitely did. Didn't play Origins, which I heard was the best one. So no, no, no. Right no, away. No, actually, that actually got the most negative review. Oh, I've heard because it's it the wasn't best one. Because it wasn't made by uh, Rocksteady. It was actually made by Warner Brothers. Oh, um, I just know that... Um, it was... I loved the cinematic... Mr. Thing. Hamill went really back good. to the helm as the Joker for his voice on those. Did he not? Was Hamill not the voice of the Joker for all three games? Uh, or, or maybe it's just two of them? For, no, he was he was uh, the voice of Joker in all three games, but Arkham Origins is a, is a side. So it's, it's, okay. it's not part of the regular trilogy. Understood, understood. Yeah. Um, I did play them. I was very, very bad at them. So there was Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, then Arkham Knight. Those were the main trilogy. And then Arkham Origins was made by Warner Brothers Games. And I still enjoyed Origins for what it was. And I, and every, I know everybody had a, had a fan boner watching the cutscene of Batman versus Deathstroke at the beginning. Yeah, because like, we never got it from Snyder like we should have. <laughs> Ugh, by the way, Snyderverse still the, still we're still hoping for it. But the reason I bring that up is because from what I know, the creators of the Arkham game are making uh, the next game, uh, which is the Suicide Squad uh, versus the Justice League or or attack Superman or because okay. Superman's corrupt. So it's yeah, yeah. The dark, the, uh, the nightmare nightmare style. You're talking about where he gets touched by the anti-life equation and gets all angry and wants to F everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That sounds interesting. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's co-op. So you think, of, so you think of Batman uh, being solo or single player this entire time. and now has a co-op. Oh, okay. Quick. Can I tell a quick joke? So also, <laughs> It, there was some news about a Superman becoming bisexual, which just came out this week. Which is actually Superman's son. So everybody who's got their panties in a twist, settle down. All, okay, so I'm just going to say this. I got a few messages from some friends of mine, and all it said was, um, imagine being fucked in the ass by Superman. <laughs> because, oh, my God. <laughs> and, and I said, and my exact response immediately was, Batman could do it if you gave him some time to prepare. <laughs> I'm telling you, I had people laughing their ass off at it. They're just like, oh, he's right, though. <laughs> Hang on, I'm just going to put together this iron asshole. <laughs> Try all you want, Clark. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm sorry, guys. So, so, so. It got mildly graphic, but I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, so, yeah, it's actually Superman's, or is it? Is it? Okay, it's Lois's son, who, when it comes down to being uh, the son of Superman, I, I, like, I don't know what... I've heard di- the discussion back and forth when it comes down to Lois, where Lois gets pregnant while she's with Superman. It's like, how, okay, oh, it's Superman's son. But, but in how the end, would it's that like, even work? But in the end, it's actually Batman's son, and he ends up 
becoming the next Superman. So I don't know how it w- would work if it was Batman's son. I mean, maybe I need to actually read the arc, the, maybe. the comic arc. To see I don't how know. I just can't even. I don't know how Superman would be able to inseminate a a woman that is human without killing her. <laughs> yeah. I just. I'm oh, at, I shot through her uterus. Think, I am so sorry. <laughs> you would think that the little sperms <laughs> yeah. would be like laser beams. It's up. <laughs> it's up in her lungs now. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. It'd be, oh, it'd be like a alien scene. Like after he's done, it just bursts out of her chest and she dies. And I'm super. And it only takes like 40 seconds for him to do it to, to grow because the Earth's sun is just so great. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to do like a robot chicken. Or maybe skit maybe maybe that. maybe it just maybe his uh, his strength and stuff is dumbed down. Like maybe before they had a night of sensual lovemaking, she made him a nice dinner of like kryptonite alfredo oh that's so smart it's like, yeah she br- grinds and, and obviously batman helped because he's like <laughs> i know how to do this she's like i really want to have kids like, but i think i'm gonna die i got you come here lois we're gonna put we're gonna grind the kryptonite into a powder like alfred come here we're gonna grind it like this because i'm batman here we're gonna grind it down he and, then, even and then and then in this scene it's actually batman Sprinkled in with the it's actually pepper. batman's arms around lois as they're as they're grinding up the kryptonite together, oh. and all you hear is Unchained Melody fl- playing in the background. <laughs> Why is no one writing this down? We need to sell this shit to Hollywood. I mean, look at how many different Batman universes they're running off with. Ours could be another one. Who knows? Oh, shit. Either way, I'm excited for all of these things. Um, I'm also pretty excited for that whole Penguin show with Colin Farrell as the Penguin. It's supposed to be on HBO Max. It's come out after The Batman next year, probably like, I don't know, maybe late spring or some shit. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Like, they're doing some cool stuff. It seems like Marvel being kind of um, uh, hitting the wall with COVID and the fact that they finished the Infinity Saga is giving DC a chance to shine, specifically with the four-hour Snyder Cut of Justice League that came out that's amazing that I recommend everybody take. I know it seems like a lot of your life, but I'm telling you, you'll be you'll finish it and be like, wow, am I really four? <laughs> Have I spent, that was it, that, it's very well done. Um, so, you know, that got a chance to come out and now we're seeing this flash and we're, DC is getting a chance to shine a bit because Marvel kind of shut the fuck up for a little while and it's mostly about TV shows. That's kind of nice. So I know we're 17 minutes in and we still have to get to our actual topic today, but there was one thing I wanted to revisit that I mentioned in an earlier episode that I found or that I discussed a synopsis for an Anchorman prequel that I I'd started to write. Yes. So I actually found the prequel a synopsis that that uh, I wrote, and so I wanted to read it. So, synopsis for Anchorman prequel. Paul Rudd has spoken publicly about an idea that was pitched that was about Anchorman versus apes. CG is expensive, oh, but many man. studios have employed in uh, CG that makes actors look younger so that they could be done for the cast of like older actors. Like Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. So each anchor could have their own start, all leading up to casting calls for San Diego News, coming in from different states, all being in the same airport on layovers to connect on a private flight via the network to make it out to San Diego. They're all nervous, one, about the flight, two, about the job, hoping they'll get it. Chain smoking to try to relax their nerves, which of course isn't working. Smoke fills the plane. The pilot has a horrendous asthma attack, and the plane goes down and crashes through a fence, landing in a couple trees. The anchorman all survive, the pilot dies, the engine's blown. Ron looks up at the engine, cursing at the pilot. You blew it up! Damn you! Damn you all to hell! An ape runs by the camera, scaring the gang. Ron and the gang cuddle closely, scared and alone, but not alone. Ron points out by stating it appears they're on some weird apish planet. 
Brian Fantana states, maybe they hit a time loop and went back in time to the pre-Homo erectus era. <laughs> Brick just laughs at Homo erectus. <laughs> While Champ is looking for... But how does Brick laugh? It's got to be a classic, like... <laughs> 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 That's it. No, because it'd be like that. It's that overexerted that day. <laughs> for like 10 minutes. <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, while Champ is looking for a branch to defend himself with and exclaims, any of those homos come close, I'll hit him with this here branch. Whammy! Thus, Champ's catchphrase came to be. Camera pans out to only to show the audience. They crashed into the ape enclosure at the San Diego Zoo or an ape conservation area, however you want it. If not the San Diego Zoo, it could be a race to get a big story at an ape sanctuary, and the gang aren't friends at first, but rather competing to get the anchorman position. It would add a compelling competitiveness, and once the rest of the gang hears Ron do his thing toward the end, they're all amazed and in love and allow him to take the lead, to which Ron says he couldn't do it without the team. <laughs> so there are many story ideas, but my team and I, while we thought we were stranded on an apish planet, really seem to have learned to live with ancient versions of mankind. Why, just this morning, my lovely friend Brick here was hanging out with some gorillas in the morning mist. It was really a sight to see, folks. It would have blown your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I fucking I miss seeing those guys, man. I wish they would all do another they one were, before they're all too old to they, do it. Yeah, they were a great comedic team, and the the only thing so is, so if you take that idea and write a script for it, motherfuckers, you got to either give us credit, cut us in, or write it with us. Okay, don't just steal it and run. The ideas <laughs> out there, you want to bite. Our email is, <laughs> yeah. no. or even just tell Adam McKay so he can make the movie. And, yeah, and just we're so cool with that. Just get yeah. her, get her done before one of them dies because they're all. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. Every celebrity that's out there seems to be dies. It's just getting a little scary. It doesn't matter how old they are. You know, if anybody that's over forty is basically game to just croak at any moment without you going, "Oh shit!" Now we'll never get a whatever movie they were in, right? So yeah. let's get this going, boys. You know, now look what happened with Star Wars. <laughs> now they're all dead and they can't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so today's topic, conspiracy theories, we're about and to And that's why in. we call them theories, okay? These aren't facts. These are just theories because things don't always add up. So don't get your and panties again, in a bunch. And again, I just want to say that um, we're not trying to be disrespectful to the loved ones, to these people. We're just going off theories that we've heard and read. And so let's dive in. So the first one. Do you know of anything that happened with uh, Chris Benoit? Okay. The Chris Benoit one, I want to let you kind of tell the story of it and get into this one. This is a, it's a conspiracy that I'm down with, but I don't know as much as you do. So okay. you take the balls on this one. So I was, I'll grab it on some other ones. So I was huge into WWE for a long time. As and, was I. And when it came to Chris Benoit winning the championship belt, like it was, it was monumental to the point where he brought his wife and kid into the ring. Yes, I remember all of that. That was one of the one of the cool times when like wrestling kind of had a family feel to it, as yeah. well as the fact that Stone Cold could spray beer all over his boss. It was a double <laughs> whammy. It really was. So the weekend that so okay, sorry, I I'm going too far. So back up. If you were to go look at the facts, you would see Chris Benoit allegedly killed his wife, killed his son, and then hung himself. Mm. So. That weekend that it happened, Chris Benoit visited his doctor on a Friday, and upon returning home is when he allegedly killed his wife, Nancy. He allegedly stayed in the house with his son all weekend, when sometimes Saturday or early Sunday, he strangled his son. 
14 hours before the bodies were found, though, it's 12 to 14 hours, there was a Wikipedia post on Nancy's death saying this is why Benoit isn't making it to the, the local wrestling event. 14 hours before the bodies were discovered by authorities. 14 so hours before. Before anybody knew, before there was any announcement or anything, Wikipedia okay. had an article up saying... And Chris, people have screenshots of this. It was a Wikipedia page. Right. But I'm just saying like a timestamp screenshot of the of the 14 hours before stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that stuff. I see it with 9-11 too. It's like timestamp stuff 20 minutes before the plane hit talking about shit happening on CNN.com. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a common theme amongst these conspiracies that we'll talk about tonight is probably going to be timestamp shit before it happened because it's the age of information, guys. If you're going to lie to us, if you're going to fuck us, kiss us first. Like really, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Okay, so as, as we were already trying to warn you, this gets graphic and talking about bodies and the positions. It's nothing graphic about getting kissed before you get fucked. What are you talking about? Nope. Oh, not sorry. talking about that. Well, okay, that sorry. actually is pretty graphic if you think about it. <laughs> I, okay, okay, I guess. Anyways. All right, so. <laughs> on so topic. Nancy was found bound and strangled. Their son was found in his bedroom, and Chris Benoit was found in the basement hanging. Police concluded it was a murder-suicide. The journalist, Bill Apter has a theory. He's a, he's a wrestling journalist. He's uh, known for bringing proper news to professional wrestling. He went on a Chris Jericho podcast and told his theory of events. Because Chris Jericho was pretty tight with him, was he not? Were they not like besties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Chris Jericho's this pretty stand-up motherfucker guy. He's a Calgary guy, isn't he? Calgary boy? I know he's Canadian, but I'm pretty sure he's from Calgary. He's a good I dude. Think, I, I, I think he'd I've have seen, to be because that's Chris Benoit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in Fozzie, and I saw them at, yeah. at, uh, back in the day, and I've hung out with them backstage and shit. Like, they're, he's a pretty stand-up. Of all the wrestling dudes, I think he's probably one of the most down-to-earth chill ones. Yeah. So this uh, journalist, Bill Apter, he thinks Chris got into some kind of trouble. He thinks his wife and kid were already dead when Chris got home. The main reason he, he thinks this is because Chris loved his son. Mm. Like, it was known throughout uh, the, the world of wrestling, from personal all friends. fans, personal friends, even anybody who just saw, like, oh, I won the world title. Here, let me get my son, bring, bring him, him to the, in ring, the fucking ring, hold yeah. him as I'm and holding And Chris's the belt. personality as a wrestler, like, he was one of the rare ones, I want to kind of dig into this, that, that, that allowed that. Like, you couldn't be Kane and bring your kid into the stage if you won the belt. You know what I mean? Because you've got a personality and a story and all kinds of shit, you know what I mean? But Chris was pretty whole, like, his whole thing was just, I'm, I'm just a, b a badass fighter, cool dude, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he never had a crazy backstory, he just, so th that he, the fact that he got allowed to do that, and he really did embrace it. You know, people talk about how he's one of the happiest, coolest dudes to deal with, and Jericho yeah. being such a stand-up guy who's still around and alive, and has, and, you know, and is still a cool dude, for him to vouch for him for being a pretty loving person. Yeah, so the reason why Bill thinks that his family was probably killed before he actually got home is because of his love for his son. So he, he understands, like Bill understands, that spouses kill each other sometimes. There's a lot of turmoil, especially, uh, especially when it comes down to wrestling families uh, with the guys always on the road and, uh, and the wife at home taking care of the family and having to work and, and whatever. So Big, he, you know, so he, under, he understands that, but I mean, he just can't fathom the thought mm. that Chris Benoit, who loved his son Daniel, would kill his son Daniel. Mm. So there's, so that's, I guess, the rather generic conclusion of, uh, well, sorry, the, the rather generic conclusion of the why that Chris might have done it would be a mixture of his, uh, from his brain damage. So such as 
uh, concussions or a mixture of steroids and pills that made him aggressive. Mm. But there's just no answers to back up. But when they did a toxology report, there was no steroids or any real pills in his body. No, but but it was but it's in reference to uh, previous, which which I'll get there. Oh, it's really that's one of my favorite things though. When somebody's dead, is to go, well, he did this thing twenty years ago, so he's a piece of shit, so that's why it happened. (laughs) It's like okay, good call, guys. So there were no signs of foul play, but a professional hit could give those same results. Chris Benoit's former tag team partner, known as Biff Wellington, also died on the same day, uh, thousands of miles away. So uh, in Alberta, wow. his death was ruled as a heart attack and had allegedly been oh, dead so- for a few days. Fuck that! I'm sold. But this was is just pure coincidentally conspiracy. found on the same day as Benoit. No, so I'm sold. It's conspiracy. At the end of each one, we're going to talk about whether we believe them or not. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we will. So and I'm believing this one right <laughs> now. That's too much of a coincidence. So uh, a former wrestler. Uh, named Chris Nowinski, now the head of uh, the Concussion Legacy Foundation, asked Chris Benoit's father if he could study his brain, and the results were terrifying. Significant brain damage that suggested, uh, well, it, it, it was identical to an 85-year-old man's with advanced Alzheimer's, which meant that Benoit probably suffered from dementia, depression, and increasing paranoia. So that's the, the generic reason as to why he... And he that came out after, and that's why I don't... Buy yeah. it or care. <laughs> but some startling facts that don't it's add really up. It's really easy to go, hey, people are asking a lot of questions. Somebody do a brain scan autopsy ding-a-ling and make it look like this guy was sane <laughs> or, or too crazy to do this or whatever. Yeah. That. So that's why I'm not really I'm on board. I'm still on board with the his tag team partner killing himself on the same day and it being of a heart attack a long ways away. That's yeah. And, and yeah, that, that ties in with his family being killed before he got home very well. So some startling facts that don't add up is Benoit had sent texts to wrestling friends basically pleading for help. And the timestamps on those messages were after the time of his death. Mm-hmm. Which, goes, which goes back to a hit job in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were empty beer cans. I want them to find the scene right away before it got contaminated or old. There were empty beer cans and wine bottles underneath his hanging body. And he had a blood alcohol level of 0.0. That's amateur shit. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting shit. On the Friday afternoon of this weekend, Benoit was on the phone with Chavo Guerrero, and Chris asked Chavo to hold on a second as someone was at the door. So while waiting, Chavo could hear a scuffle, and the line went dead. So if it was a home invasion and it started off with Chris opening the door to someone, that would be the no sign of forced entry. Hmm. Apparently on the Saturday after... That would insinuate somebody he knew or somebody trusted. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, if he opened the door and somebody attacked him, that would True. be the scuffle that he heard in the background. Okay. Apparently on the Saturday after Nancy was already dead, Chavo saw he had a missed call from Chris and a voicemail saying he missed his flight to Texas. For the wrestling event. Chavo called him back and said he sounded odd, like not himself odd. And as he said goodbye, he said, I love you, Chavo, but it sounded as if it was very forced. Enough so that when the call was over, Chavo thought, okay, something, something's off. Like, like it felt forced. Like, uh, this is fucked. Yeah. So uh, on Wikipedia, it had said that Chris Benoit was being replaced by Johnny Nitro in his match due to the death of Nancy Benoit, and this was 12 to 14 hours before anyone, including the authorities, knew about it. So who knew something that specific about the Benoits before even the authorities knew? Someone with intimate knowledge, a.k.a. someone who was there, or knew someone there while all this was going down? I'm sold on it. I'm that's that's too much shade on, on that for it not to be... More than we know. There's a lot of shady shit. 
So there's a film out now uh, about all this, and while I haven't seen it, I just hope it's not footage of his wrestling and head trauma villainizing a man who loved his son and although he fought with his wife, still loved Nancy. They were in the crowd, and, I, and, and as I said, brought into the ring when he won the championship, and I do remember the match and the confetti and the celebration as Benoit won. It was a proud moment. Like It, it, was, it was amazing know, to watch. but the highs are not the same as the lows in marriage and stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm s- still on board with the conspiracy. That's not what sells me. What sells me is is how much they backtracked after they died with the early stuff, with the brain check after, with all the all. There's so much evidence that they were just like trying to fill in poles, alcohol on the ground, no alcohol levels. So that all that stuff says to me that there's like more going on here. Something something I I found odd was when I first heard about this. I heard that there was a Bible place that Nancy's side and Daniel's side, and and then Chris took his life, but. While doing the research now, I'm not, I, I, I haven't read anything about a bi- Bible being found anywhere. No, me neither, but I do remember that a little bit. Um, these stories change quite a bit with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Um, can I talk about a different thing real quick? Yep. So my reason, this is, this is how I'm going to sell conspiracy theories to people. This is, this is what I do when people are kind of like, well, that's crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I kind of like to point out this cool fact. Let, and it's hey, a, wait, 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 wait. Are you wearing your tinfoil hat? I have I it on right now. All right, I have sure. it on right now. So you guys, <laughs> hang on, let me just adjust it here. There we go. Um, so when you're in, I know we all remember this, because if you're listening to this, you're probably, you know, around our age. Even if you're in your 50s, you probably remember being in school and having a textbook and learning about history. Maybe, I guess now everybody's on a tablet. I don't fucking know. You remember hearing about the magic bullet theory? If you don't know what the magic bullet theory is, I want you to go look it up right now. Okay, it's the theory of how Kennedy was was assassinated and killed. Okay, now there's a there's a lot to talk about with this, and we could do a whole show on it. And I'm not interested in it. It's all readily available online about who he pissed off and how his family wasn't a big fan of the way things were going and the way the government was not happy with the decisions he was making and the way the elections went and all the political turmoil that was surrounding America at the time. Do your own fucking research. I'm not here to hold your hand. All I'm saying is, is that when you're in school and they talk about the day he got killed, take all that other stuff and remove it from the equation. Remove it. Take it away. doesn't matter. None of it matters. All that matters is that when he died, all the newspapers and everybody reported that one person killed him. That is a fact. Uh, well, in Quantum Leap, it did show the Harvey Oswald that killed him. <laughs> okay. He got me. Which was a really good show. It was a really good show, obviously. One guy killed him. Okay. <laughs> There was seven or eight holes in him, I think. Yeah. Okay. And then they literally, <laughs> there's pictures of newspapers where it shows Kennedy like a drawing of him in the car and the entrance and the exit wounds of the bullet bouncing like a fucking ball, like a, like a ball from a playpen <laughs> out of the back of the chair and through the, through his back and his spleen and then up in the air and shit. It's insanity. It's, it's a lie. There's anybody with, with the, that's sane, a sane person of sound mind that is not a schizophrenic or a complete psychopath. Any normal human being when the, would, would see these things and go, that didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> but that, so and it's, it was, it's just, it is common knowledge that the American government and the American media said that one person killed him and there were seven or eight, I don't remember specifically, entrance and exit wounds. And that's just it. That's the end of the story. And they call it the magic bullet theory, the magic bullet that bounced. 
So we all know there was a number of people capping this motherfucker. Okay, <laughs> we all know, and we all know there was a there was the mob, the FBI, the CIA. So many people wanted him off. Okay, even his own family. Like, there's all these conspiracies that you can dig into, but it is commonly taught as the magic bullet theory in school. So when you say to yourself that can't be true, you're crazy. You want to talk 9-11, you want to talk, you know, the COVID stuff, you want to talk, you know, anything that's conspiracy related, you want to talk, uh, the, you know, gun control in, in Australia and, and in the States and all that, you know, you got to remember that, that it is commonly known that the magic bullet theory is taught that one bullet bounced seven times. And it's a joke amongst us as humanity that that's, that's what they say, that's what we believe, and we all know it's not true. So take that. And bring it with you when we talk about everything else tonight. The fact that they bl- they're like, look, look you right in the face. And they say, yeah, one bullet killed that motherfucker. It went in out of them seven times. Live with it. And, you need to t- <laughs> and you're just told to shove that down. Don't ask questions. Don't move. You know what I mean? Don't, don't think too hard. Just shut up, accept it, and move on. And that's what conspiracy theories are about. Those that will say, okay, and do that. One bullet killed Kennedy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and the rest of us who go, no, it didn't. I think I'm going to think a little harder about this. It might not be what I think it is, but it's not what you're saying it is. Yeah. So th- that's the end of it. So the, the majority of people who actually try to do their re- own research on anything that the news reports, and once they start finding other theories or other pieces of evidence that, that take you away from the mainstream narrative is when you start becoming a conspiracy theorist, so to speak, is when they start labeling you. That's it's the label. Yeah. So just keep all that stuff in mind while we're going through talking about some of this stuff, because it's, it's commonly known that the government lies to you. And you're supposed to accept it. That is a commonly accepted fact. And well, why it starts does it have with to the magic. Be the, red pl- the red pill or blue pill. Like, I don't like taking pills. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, do you want to talk about the, the new Matrix really quick? I keep seeing all these memes where it's like, what? There's a new Matrix? So if I take a blue pill, I get frosted tips and it's 1999? Fucking sign me up, right? I'll go back to dial up. Just take me back. <laughs> I feel that I totally feel that no but I don't think the new Matrix movie is going to be very good I think they're like retconning all the old ones and they give him a different name he doesn't know he's the one it's going to suck uh, back to I, conspiracy no, I think, I think I think it'll still be good the, the guy that they it's got it's the Wachowskis the, the, or one of them at least so yeah, uh, it'll be okay it, it originally started out as two of the daughters and then it started as, well, then it ended up being just one of the daughters and one of them walked away. Mm. But I, I think it'll be great. So what I wanted to uh, kind of mention in regards to your previous story was the idea of uh, multiple shooters uh, getting away from the magic bullet story. Like, yeah, uh, like y- you'll see Hollywood play on this. Like, oh, I was the third gunman on the grass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's genius to me. That's great. That's good. I love that. I love that shit. Uh, <laughs> I like to, I love any movie that digs into that, that conspiracy shit and makes, and it's based on real stuff. I really, really love that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's it. based on the theories. Um, but something that I, I did want to say when it came down to the idea of multiple shooters were, was when it came down to the mass shooting at that country concert. Oh, the one in Vegas, in the Vegas, Vegas shooter. Yeah. Okay. So, Let's talk about that. That's a good thing to talk about. Okay, so this is one that I know a little bit about. Not too much. So there's one shooter. It's, it's, it's commonly known that the, that the media, the news, the government, and anything that is an official entity, and here's my fucking air quotes, boys, 
You can't see it, but he's actually entity. doing... Oh, I'm doing them. He's doing the air quotes. He okay. really is. Official government and media entities will say, end in quote, one shooter killed all those people from one room in the hotel, and he brought how many? What, 30, 40, 50 fucking guns? <laughs> like bags entire, of these guns. He Arsenal. brought bags of these guns that nobody... Nobody noticed. Nobody noticed. No. Nobody thought to limited, question a limited man. Limited footage. But then, it, the, my favorite part is how much cell phone footage of people taking video of the hotel and you can see multiple flashing lights of, of shots coming out of windows. Multiple flares. Multiple flares, yeah, 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 that you would get from a barrel. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, that, that's, let's talk about that one. So, that's we're just supposed to accept that it was one person. That happened, how, what was that, 2018? What was that? Uh, let's look it up real quick. We've got our little tablet right here. I ain't gonna lie, we have a, because we're doing a conspiracy theory episode, we are, you know, ready to look stuff up because we don't want to give... Yeah. Uh, um, information out that's inaccurate how many years ago was that one i think it was 18 uh 2017 so it was i'm a year off so it happened in 2017 there's a like everybody had a camera and a phone and all that there was like how many people were there does it tell you how many people were there no 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 it it does say uh 61 people including the perpetrator and two victims who died in 2019 and 2020 so what blows my mind is that it's Three, four years later, and we're still just accepting that one guy shot these. Like, think about okay, so you're the 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 family member or the son or the wife of one of these dead motherfuckers from that concert. Okay, by the way, the jokes about country music that came out after that, like tasteless jokes, my mind you, folks. But the tasteless jokes that came out about country music after that the shooting thing, I might I giggled at a few, but let Jesus Christ, no no effects actually made uh, a country joke and they had a tour canceled on them because oh did they yeah yeah you got to be careful guys like yeah. the those so are that's so that's you gotta be careful that's so like, it's a it's a very sensitive subject when it, it comes down to the death of love so i'm bring, so even so even with my co-host here saying oh the death of one of these motherfuckers we have to be a little more sensitive what i mean is the death <laughs> the death of these of these people if you're if if one of them died and it's someone that you love okay and they're telling you one guy did it and you fucking know it's not. Like, that's the stuff that kills me. Like, I, I, it's not personal to me. It was a news event. I know it's bullshit. I know there's got to be deep state shit going on here. I asked you earlier about what you really thought this was about. I said, because a lot of the conspiracy things we talk about that we're going to talk about, you know, 9-11 was about, I don't know, anything, insurance, money, oil. What, what do you want? Pick, pick a fucking topic. You know, George Bush's <laughs> presidency, uh, the state of the world, the Balkan states, everything. It, it was about, you know, the Afghan regime, Iraq, Saddam. It was about a million things. Yeah. Which one do you want to chase? Which rabbit hole do you want to go down? You could do that with the Kennedy thing too because of, like I said, FBI, CIA, his family, all the, the, he was the only president, and I'm going to talk about this a few times tonight, it's probably going to be what does me in, that went after the Federal Reserve. You go yeah. after the Federal Reserve, you're done. They will yep. fucking find you, they will wreck you, and it will look like it was a mistake. <laughs> okay, I'm serious. Anyways, so he went after the, so that you can chase that. But with the specifically with the Las Vegas shooter, I don't see what the point was. I don't see what, and, and then you said tonight, you said gun control, bro. They were trying to yeah. make people scared of guns and get a little bit, they put the fear of God in people that think that everyone should own a gun. And I, 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 I'm, I don't know if I'm with you on that yet, but it makes sense. That's a good point. So yeah, that's a, I don't know. I don't know if anybody else out there has opinions on it. I'd love to hear well, them. So if you think about this, if you think about when uh, Barack was uh, president, there were a shit ton of mass shootings. A shit ton of mass shootings. Oh, the one in Florida at at, uh, at the gay club. 
That was huge. For, yeah. I remember seeing that, and that was like that was that was big because it was a yeah. pure hate crime thing against homosexuals. That then, was nuts. Then when Trump was president, I think there was maybe maybe one or two mass shootings. I could be wrong, but to, but uh, but tr- but Trump's not Trump's not all for gun control. That doesn't Trump. make sense. Like that, that doesn't make sense, but it's true. Yeah. And now that what Biden's the- and now that Biden's back in, we're starting to see shooting. The again. numbers go up again. Jesus. Conspiracy fuck. theories. Hang on, let me adjust my antenna. Hey, let me just adjust our. <laughs> there's our, our our hats. We don't want them to yeah. be able to listen into all this, even yeah. though we broadcast it on <laughs> iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Music, and Spotify. <laughs> even though there, it's on all those platforms, you know, <clears throat> the tinfoil hat's gonna keep yeah. the wrong people. From being able to hear it. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, um, that's one of the only ones that I really just don't see where, like, what, what was the point? Why is people dead? There's a lot of upset people that don't know so, what the fucking point was. One thing that that blew my mind, and I haven't seen so many people talk about this anymore. Uh, I do see it occasionally come across my memories on Facebook was, uh, do you remember the Boston Marathon bombings? Yeah. Okay. But that's a, that's a big one too. Um, I've done a lot of, that was when it happened. I did a shit did a shitload of research on it. It's so, so many but, conspiracies. So around the time it happened, the city of Boston themselves, the the, the Boston uh, like main newspaper, Boston Times or, or whatever they were, actually announced on Twitter that police were uh, participating in drills just a couple blocks away from the marathon. Then when it act when everything went off, those tweets were deleted. <laughs> <laughs> so those tweets were deleted. What uh, what actually blew my mind was afterwards. Okay, but there could be a legit reason for that. Maybe that once bad shit happened, they didn't want anybody thinking that it was a drill. They wanted people to know it was real. Oh, we yeah. were going to do drills today, but then something real happened. We better get rid of the drill tweets, or people are going to think it's a joke. Yeah, that, that, that's it. so. We might be so, able to nip that one in the bud. But so, I mean, I could I could see why they would do that. That's a legit thing. So, but did someone ask them why and they denied it? Uh, I. Not that I recall. It okay. was just it was a, it was a big thing on Facebook when it first happened. Like, oh my god, they said there's a drill. Yeah. Now that tweet is gone. I oh my can god. Kind of see why though. I yeah. can kind of see why. I yeah. guess a little bit. So there was also a photo emerged that showed two people dropping off backpacks in random locations, mm. and then later on, the two people that got uh, that were the suspects mm. looked nothing like the two people in these photos that were dropping off these backpacks. Right. But when they tracked down these suspects, one was I think he was at a bar playing pool and was shot before he was questioned. So he was just shot and killed. Okay. And then the other one, when they found the other one, uh, they broke his jaw. Oh, you can't speak so now? can't talk? Oh, what? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Like, they're, like, they're just these small little crazy coincidences. Like, oh, it's not a conspiracy theory. Whack. Yeah, yeah, there goes the jaw. Yeah, that's what. What did he have to say? Oh, don't worry about it. We'll we'll give him something to say later. And I mean, you can't really argue too much with this because, like, did anything come? Like, we didn't hear. Once the event happens, whatever the event is, whatever big thing you want to talk about, you know, you're talking about Kennedy, when you're talking about nine eleven, when you're talking about Las Vegas, we're talking about the day of the Boston bombings, we're talking about the Oklahoma bombing, we're talking about that shit. We can get into that too. Um, the day of it happens and there's a million thoughts and then it just fizzles away and there's never a definitive like this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that, that sells you like obviously with Kennedy, they're like, it was this guy and he did it seven times because he's really good. And he's got magic bullets. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. so, so the worst thing about uh, as you were kind of driving to a point was how it all just uh, 
falls into nothing land. Yeah. Like, like nobody, yeah. nobody ends up And then up something canning. else happens and no one wants to talk, no one's talking about the Vegas guy again because there was a shooting at this place now. So no one's talking about that anymore. Yeah. And that's when those people get killed and that guy disappears and that guy's jaw gets broken. That's when it happens when the next big thing already ha- is, has you distracted. Yeah. And what would be, you know, the point of a podcast like this and talking like this is to try and kind of wake people up to say, okay, while the next big news item is, is flashing in your face, maybe keep your eyes and ears open to the news, whatever source you want for this other stuff. And if you don't hear anything, maybe ask some questions. So the, so the one thing that I actually love about this next theory that I'm about to talk about is the fact that there are so many memes out there to try to keep this alive. I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any recently but they still they still do pop up and it it comes down to epstein didn't kill himself okay yes eps and i mean that's a pretty big one um you like we were talking about this earlier you know a little bit more about it than i do i only know as as much as i can handle before i start getting deep state and swearing (laughs) because when people start when people talk about trafficking kids okay I get I get fucking really mad and I start swearing and wishing death upon people and things. So I'm gonna dial it back right now. Smoke a big joint. Here we go. Okay, Mark. You all right. Can, you so, can talk about Epstein now. I'm gonna be right. okay. <laughs> so he quote hung himself in his cell. End quote. And upon the okay, examination man. of the coroner, they, they said, no, no, everything's legit. He hung himself. And then there was a special uh, coroner who was brought in to examine it and said, oh, no, 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 no. He didn't hang himself. There's a, bro- there's, a, there's a bone that's broken here that he can't do himself while hanging himself. That shows that definitely somebody else was. If you want to get specific, it would be the way your weight shifted when your neck is the only thing suspending you. The way this bone protruded. It would simply be impossible for it to have moved up from your body because your neck is the point uh, uh, where the weight is being held from. So how would something get above that fulcrum, fulcrum of a lever? You Basically, your, your neck becomes the lever, and you, this bone would not have been able to do that unless there was a fulcrum of a lower point. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and the sheer coincidence that, that the guards who were supposed to be watching him under 24 hour surveillance weren't there. And like later on, like the, the guys, it's like when the police officer body cam footage disappears. Yeah. So like the guard has more or less come out to say like, my bad, I'm sorry, my bad. And he's, he's been charged. <laughs> so, uh, and then overall, when it comes down to all the the ties that he has to politicians, to to celebrities, and, and like the list comes out, and it shows like not just like Democrats. What not list? What list? The the list of people that were on his island, pedophile island. Oh, is that what they called it? Why did they call it that? What was it called that for? That's, were they <laughs> were they doing stuff to kids on the island? Yes. Is there proof of that? Yes. Oh, there's actual proof of that. Of course. And who's in jail over this? Nobody. Oh, okay. Uh, well, well, Glenn Maxwell, Epstein's associate. Right. Did he rape all those kids alone? With her help, who Glenn Maxwell was like recruiting. Like, all right, hey, how about you come here and just try maybe maybe That list? Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, we've all got, we're all fans of celebrities and bands and people, right? We're fans of people, right? Yeah. I'm a fan of Dan Marino. I'm a fan of Seth Rogen. I'm a fan of John Pertucci. Like, I have people that I like true. I've never met them, but I love them because I know they're talented and cool at what they do. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, that list has so many people on it <laughs> that I love and, and respect and think they're great 
like actors, musicians, whatever. Like, and so it, it hurts your soul to read through that list and be like, I hope they're not all of them. <laughs> no, Anthony Kiedis, no! <laughs> no, Lars, no! <laughs> and then you just think of like classic, classic movies where you're like, a Jedi or Lieutenant Dan, you got legs. I'll be honest with you, I've always fucking hated Tom Hanks when I saw his name on the I was, list. I was, I was like, yeah, I knew fan. it. I, I knew was, it. I knew you were a I bad was dude. I a fan of. of his movies, I just liked his. I movies. love his movies, but he's a horrible dude. Honestly, I I, uh, I could well, just no, tell. No, well, no, like he's he's actually gone into bars and like seen somebody passed out and kind of done like the same kind of stuff that Bill Murray's done. Where him it's and like, John oh, Travolta he's passed out, and then he and then he takes like a selfie with the guy's phone with him. And oh, this really? passed out guy, That's and then and then it's like, oh hey, look, this happened while you were passed out, and the guy's like, oh my god, oh, no. my god. <laughs> uh-huh. so like he he can then, be a down to earth dude, but the only thing I don't like is, oh my god, this Epstein Island stuff's getting out. Oh my god, I have to flee the country. So him and his wife moved to Greece. Mm-hmm. Guilty conscience. Guilty. I mean, didn't his publicist say, ah, excuse me, Tom, this is a bad time to do that. I'm not sure if you heard about this Epstein shit, but uh, <laughs> you're on the list. Maybe this is a bad. He's just like, why the fuck do you think I'm going? <laughs> you know, no, then, that's what then, I think, at least. And then a hush falls over the crowd. Everything falls into nothing land again. Yes. And now he's back in Hollywood. Two years later. Dun, 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 dun. Almost. 700 days out of the country. Just long enough for a two-year behind-the-scenes court case with a lot of money-changing hands to happen, right, guys? (gasps) But don't do any research on that. Nobody wants to read about that. There was a little while there where me and a friend of mine were convinced that we'd never see Tom again, and I think that if he wasn't so rich, that'd be the case. But anyways, I don't want to get... The Epstein Island thing's crazy. There's a lot lot of people on that list and i think that also ties in if you want to wiggle into the weinstein talk too well i mean the one of the bigger things harvey weinstein of course if anybody who doesn't know was like oh, for 30 <laughs> what was he doing for 30 years he was grooming girls from how young and guys yeah, like hey you want this movie part? you want this you movie gotta, get on this dick touch my penis yeah it's you just like to. and i'll give you the movie just touch it just now, touch it. Um, can I say something that's probably going to get cut out? How many amazing movies got made because somebody just gave up and touched All Harvey's right. dick? I mean, really, that's what that's what makes this sad because no, now because the movies were going to happen anyway. Were they though? Of course. Were they, they were. though? Without that level of shame that happened after they got that part, would they have done the job they did? I don't know. It's like no, I want to go back in a multiverse. I want to go back in a multiverse where Harvey molests nobody, and I want to see what the quality of media is. <laughs> that's all. That's all I want. The movies were still written. Those you got movies a point. still made Weinstein movies money. aren't scripts, homie. Movies aren't just scripts, so they're directors and the scene and bringing the. Uh, he was he wasn't the direct director. He was a production company. True, guy. true. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So he was he was the still. I still want to see that universe to see just what the difference is. Because if there's no difference, then it's like okay. But if there's a bad difference, you'd be like, God damn it! This is the kind of people that we have to allow to walk <laughs> the earth to have good entertainment. Fuck! I need to make a okay, pros and cons so, chart so, before okay, we kill this so, guy. No, no, no. Okay, so. <laughs> Going by this, okay, J-Lo, Jennifer Lawrence, she was one of the people who... who yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. That doesn't change her quality of work. Definitely not. But would she be such a great actor with all that horrible struggle to start her off? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Of course she would. Oh, I don't know, man. Because <laughs> it's like, like, I am the, I am, like, I'm a cutthroat asshole, but it's because I had really fucked up childhood. Like that's, <laughs> that's I don't know. I, my business wouldn't be as successful as it was if I wasn't used and abused before I was 10 years old and I'm like, like I'm not going to let anybody do that no more. That's all I'm saying, man. It's, it's, it's a weird thing to think about because 
Like so many, like the list of people that this guy fucked with is so huge. It's so, scary. And I don't know how it went on for so long without anybody saying anything. It's mind blowing. I'm going to go. The into, whole world would be different. I'm going to go into my own little story here when it comes down to uh, working. So I was recently at a job where I was trained by somebody who had a rougher upbringing yes. and he was just a dick. And while training, not an excuse to be an asshole. And, and while training me, like it got to the point where like tears are coming down my face. I'm like, I'm going to fucking knock this guy out. Yeah. If he comes at me one more time. And then it got to the point where it's like, okay, everybody has different, different backgrounds, different upbringings. Okay. And once the employer had spoken to him and spoken to me and like kind of had this general realization, like, look, somebody may have been a dick to make you great, but you don't have to be a dick to make somebody else great. Agreed. And, and I got to say, I'm, I'm a pretty good worker at what I do. Parenting works the same way. Just because your dad was a piece of shit doesn't mean that you got to be a piece of shit to your son. And that's that's my point in regards to what we were just Break talking the about. Cycle. With, that's in regards to what we were just saying with Max Weinstein. It doesn't mean that uh, that the abuses that Max did to these women made them better. Like they I were, just they think were, it's I think it's good. fucked up that it happened so much. Like it blows my mind. It blows yeah. my mind the list. Like and huge names. You know what I mean? And like 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 Jay, Jennifer Lawrence got to be one of the biggest ones. Oh yeah. And I'm just I, it's just like I don't know. I'd love to see a world where none of this shit happened and see just how different it is. It blows my mind to think about that. Because it's like the Epstein Island thing. It's like such a big list. And there's so many people. And it's like, really? Are all those people that horrible? One thing I do want to say. Let me have my fantasy where <laughs> nobody molests anybody and everything is still just as awesome. Let and me live in that world. Everything's consensual. Let me That'd live in that world, Mark. Let me live there. <laughs> We need to find it first. I know, I know. <laughs> Trying me back to this one, one, thing, one where everybody say, got touched when they were young, and yet Hollywood is just fucking what it is, I guess. One thing I have to say when it comes down to this divide, especially when it came down to, to Epstein, you would have people saying, oh, look at all these fucking Democrats that are on the list. And then you'd have Democrats saying, like, okay, look at the look Republicans. At all the Republicans. Like, it's, not, yeah. like it's, not, it's not a side war. It's but like that's America. America's always trying to, that's their, 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 that's their game plan. Division's been their game plan. That's what the Civil War was. The Civil War was division. The American Revolution was division. The First World War, was, it's all division. That's what they do. They've been doing it forever. Yeah. The Vietnam war was about who wants to support it and who doesn't divide the people the korean war was who wants to go to korea and fuck those guys up who doesn't who loves their country and who doesn't divide divide blm alm it's all fucking let's divide them how how divided can we make them they've been doing it for a hundred fucking years maybe more than that it's it's so sad uh, that's one thing i'll give canada credit for at least we don't well we've started i don't care what you say <laughs> we've started oh, for we a long started. time we we weren't that we were the the poster boys of acceptance and tolerance and making things cool. And that we've been watching the States do that. Hey, we're look at all the Republicans on the list. Hey, look at all the Democrats. On the list. That makes me laugh so hard. It's like, how, how about look at all the people on the list? <laughs> right? How about that? <laughs> Motherfucker. Come on. Oh, this one. Sorry. This one got, this one got heated. Yeah, <laughs> but it is a conspiracy. It is a theory. There's very little proof of a lot of this stuff. I mean, Although, when it came down to the, the Epstein, Thing. That's what I'm talking what, about. Like the proof is scarce and it's easily dismissed. The proof that's out there. When for it this comes stuff. down to the being dismissed part, though, there was that judge who was put in charge of the case, and the, then and then got attacked at yes. her home where her son was shot and killed, and her husband was shot. Yep. I haven't heard of anything after that since. Nope. But that you can go online find that information right now. Like it's that's what I'm talking about when I'm telling people to like encouraging people to 
you know, when the next big thing happens, still kind of pay attention to what happened in the aftermath of those other events. We have to make sure it stays away from nothing land. I'm going to title part of this episode as like conspiracies and nothing land and trying to keep everything away from nothing land, bring it back to the mainstream and just have everybody sending those memes to the point where people are getting sick of them, which did happen. But the reason why people are getting sick of them is because they're always seeing it. But as long as they're always seeing it, it's it's always there. One of the uh, conspiracies that I think I think they it was like a, they had an opposite effect. It was like if we give a thousand theories, then they'll never know. And that was nine eleven. So nine eleven sounds like a Michael Scott thing. <laughs> it does. It kind of does. When it really. goes down I'm to like sorry. Stanley when he, fig- when he when you're he, so right when he found out about uh, Stanley cheating on his wife, so he created like yeah so yeah. many other <laughs> so rumors <laughs> with nine eleven. It's like they um there's so, there's just so there's there's the Fahrenheit nine eleven movie with they got made Michael Moore and I I mean I know Michael got a little bit fucking crazy lately. Okay guys, and I know he got a little bit. I know he needs a salad, okay? But outside of that, back in those days when he was doing Bowling for Columbine... Wait, 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 wait. Were you just fat-shaming somebody? He's I'm four, fat! He's 400 <laughs> pounds. Like, his health is at pounds, risk. But I, all right. I'm not worried about your health, bro. All right, well, I'm just worried good. about that's picking good. you up if you faint. There's a difference. <laughs> I'm worried about Michael's health. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking difference. You know? It's, a, it's like Tom McDonald's... <laughs> Tom McDonald's got a line and he's like, oh, we have to love everybody no matter what. And he's like, well, name some things you can't do. And he's like, jumping jacks, run a mile, live Live past 42 42 without high cholesterol. (laughs) It's like, well, I'm going to a point, you know, I'm a, I've been bigger. I'm almost there. I'm almost, I, I, I have to see if I'm, for me, that's in three years. Honestly, Mark, (laughs) I, I think you're sexy, bro. I think you look good. It's the tattoos, though. It's the tattoos. They help a lot. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Guys with sleeves. By the way, ladies, don't even try. <laughs> um, no, but Mark's got pretty cool sleeve tats. I don't have any tattoos because I'm not cool. Um, what w- uh, he's rocking a really cool acoustic guitar hoodie, though. It's so. true. I look like a guitar all the time because I know everybody likes to play me. Yeah, just have some chick walking by going, mm-hmm, I want to strum no strings. Ooh, Damn. <laughs> that's not what happens actually I had a girl make fun of me for wearing this outside of the bar that I play at but she wasn't cool no it was like oh my god she literally said oh my god who wears a sweater like that and I was like someone who wishes that was still 1989 bitch and I walked into the fucking yeah don't mouth off to me on the street I'll fucking give it to you I'm very quick with that wit I grew up in the south end I know what's up and I'm, anyways <laughs> I love it when people you ever, you ever have someone do that yeah. I had a guy do it to me I parked in a place I shouldn't have parked and he said something and I said something really witty to him too and like I thought the guy was gonna cry it was pretty funny there like last year you gotta be. Uh, don't mouth off to people you don't know. You just uh, that's my. If there's any advice to take from this show, Jesus, don't do that. Don't don't yell at people that you don't know because you don't know what kind of day they're having <laughs> or what crazy part of town they came from, or how many jobs they've just lost that day. Don't do that stuff. Anyways, so be I want to each other. So I want to hear uh, the theory that you heard about uh, the Bennington. Cornell. Okay, so yeah, we're jumping to. I'm glad we got. We've hit quite a few here. We've hit quite a few here. Um, quick jump back to the 9/11 thing, though. I just wanted to say there is an abundance of an abundance of 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 movies and conspiracies and all this kind of shit around it. And like, it's a bombardment to the point where you have no no idea what to think. Like Al Qaeda? Was it Saddam Hussein? Was it the actual government themselves? Did it have something to do with the insurance related to the building? We all know that the the jet fuel doesn't burn steel. 
and that's not why it fell. We all know that. <laughs> that's pretty fucking obvious. They found motors in the wreckage, not from the planes that hit it. Didn't There's a big special on that. Like, I swear, like... Sorry, say again? I thought they found detonators. Like, I, I, they, that might have just been in the footage then, of, as it Then you can down. go into the whole land of videos where the plane blows up before it touches the building. There, if, like, the, the videos where it's people on the ground, but it's if you zoom in to the fucking billionth pixel... <laughs> it blows up before it hits the goddamn building. There's yeah. like a foot before kind of thing when it's gone. Like, so I, I love it all. That's so it's with like with that one. They're just like, they can never know. So they put out a bazillion conspiracies about it and let them make Fahrenheit 9 11 and put all these videos. And even on Netflix, there's like five oh, or six man, specials on it. Okay, so so there's no how the fuck are you ever gonna know what the fuck happened that pause, day? Pause for a second there. One thing that fucking drives me crazy is is the hollywoodization of every fucking tragedy oh the boston okay, bombings yeah. happen okay we're gonna make a movie yeah. with mark Wahlberg, and you're yeah. gonna go watch it because yeah, it's no. a, yeah oh the 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 towers fell okay we're yeah. gonna make a movie star world Trade Kane. center yeah no distasteful gross disgusting oh no God. and then there was the fucking um they do it uh, they're, but they're doing uh, it to to one promote their, their i'm gonna message. be a two-faced bitch right now though to villainize, the I'm Gemini. People. I'm allowed. <laughs> um, There's no excuse, by the way. I know it's, <laughs> it's mine. Um, I with you, but I love World War II movies as much as I agree with you, and I think it's disgusting, and I'm not down for make glorifying it in the era of when uh, it happened. I'm talking Schindler's List. I'm talking, you know, um, come on, work with me here. Um, 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 Fury with saving Brad Private with Ryan. Brad Pitt saving but Private like, Ryan. Okay, but like Fury, um, that that's a made up story. Uh, saving still Private a good Ryan. Movie. Yeah, I know, I know. But but when it comes movie. down to like actual, okay, events. fine. Inglorious Bastards is a made up story, but it still happened. They still hunted the people the way they were in that movie up yes. until the part where they shoot Hitler to death in the theater. That movie's pretty fucking accurate. That's all, you know what I mean? You mean so, where they burn them down? Whatever they did to him. I don't give a shit. All I'm saying is like the, when they chase them, the first scene okay, but, where they're in the floorboards, like that shit happened. But, but my point as to what I'm saying is when it comes down to the Hollywoodization of these things, it's it's trying to make a profit off of a tragedy I agree. that I don't actually like happened, that. whereas World War II. is a long stuff, time ago. Uh, one not only was a long time ago, but most of the stories that they come out with are just holly, just stories, made-up stories that they're doing, like, oh, this would be a good Schindler's war story. Schindler's List wasn't. No, no. Uh, no, that That's was, real that was shit. based on a real person. Yeah, it's so, a, he wrote a and, book. And what I loved about uh, Band of Brothers, actually, was it oh. was it was actually the tellings of yes. the, uh, the 101st Airborne. Um, and same, same with, uh, the, I, th I think this is accurate. The movie Pearl Harbor was like some of the pilots that were a lot that, that there's, or I don't know, some people that were, that were there, there whatever accounts they could get. They, they interviewed for thousands of hours and they were all old as fucking documented and cross referenced and then wrote a script. Yeah. yeah. I, I can respect that. I can respect a little bit of effort to make it close to, to accuracy, even <laughs> if it's not a 100% happen that way. So I'm cool with that kind of stuff. If it's almost like a tribute, um, I, I, but yeah, I can't fuck with WTC. I was like, why happened five years ago, boys or six years ago? Like <laughs> calm the fuck down. Like, you know what I mean? Um, what, what, what was it? The Boston bombing was a movie. What was the movie yeah, about um, that? What was it called? What was that? Uh, whatever it was. Patriot don't go. State? I don't care. Don't go watch Saint, it. Cause Saint don't, Patriot don't State? celebrate genocide. It's a bad idea. <laughs> don't go out and watch a movie about something bad that happened in the last 10 years, because that's literally Hollywood making money off tragedy. It's not cool. Uh, Patriots day. That's what it's yeah, called. Not cool. Yeah. Not cool. So yeah, I'm shitting all over that. I'm with you. Not distasteful. Yeah. Um, 
I'm even feeling it's a bit distasteful when they're making movies about all these celebrities. Like the Freddie Mercury one. I mean, I know he died a long time ago, so it was okay. But when the like when the celebrities die and within a year or two or three, they're like, let's get a movie out about them. It's like, yeah, because he's not around to not like it. Because the because <laughs> the artist isn't around to say that sucked. Now you'll do it. Like I hated that with the Elton. Di- no, Elton's... Elton? They put... Elton Elton was a big part of making his movie. That's yeah. the way to do it. That's what I'm trying to say. Elton, yeah. that's that's the way, way it should be done. Where they're on board. Maybe they're even a part of it. Then it can be biased. I'll, I will agree. But a good artist won't allow it to get that way. I'm not liking this stuff where they're putting stuff out right after they die. Because then you can't get mad about it. Stop doing what, that. What came out right after they died? Don't make me start with this rant. I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> what, what came out right after they died? Johnny Cash's movie came out right after he died. Oh yeah, I okay. fucking hated that, <laughs> dude. Because he would, he would, he would have sued them so bad. Anyways, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, back to conspiracies. So we were talking about nine eleven, and we, then we, we just got into. Uh, uh, I asked your opinion on, on the, the Bennington. Let's get Bennington into the music. And so it's not so much my opinion as this is just stuff that I've kind of, kind of heard about. So Ch- Bennington, we talked about this on a previous show, quick synopsis. I'm a pretty big Lincoln park fan. I was when I was a kid and then Chester killed himself or that's what they say. And, uh, it was the only time celebrity death hit me and I like stopped and like cried, like sat down and got like, you know, I don't know what to do. I saw him in concert like three times and I have his autograph and like his lyrics mean so much to me. You know is what that I mean? Like, is that literally what you were saying? I sat, well, because I was, I was with this, I was with this girl. I was with my girlfriend at the time. And I'll never, I'll, I'll, I remember I was in the living room and we had one of those really stupid fold out Ikea couch beds. Yeah. And every time we were supposed to put it away, she'd go, Alex, put that baby. And I'd be like, why does it always <laughs> got to be me? It takes so long to, I don't sleep on it or sit on it or fucking use it. Fine. I'll go do it. So I was downstairs <laughs> with one hand reading you know, scrolling Facebook while trying to slap the couch together. And then I was just stopped in the middle of it and was, and sat on that little half put together couch thing and cried because yeah. I was like, Oh my fucking God. He's dead. Like I obviously you bat, you do it. You go, nah, he didn't do it. Yeah. And then you back up and you check and you get like four or five. And then you go on Facebook and you see three of your friends have been like, RIP Chester. And then you're like, Oh shit, it's real. Yeah. Like I will never see them again. I just taken my sister to go see them with MCR. Like, in the within a few years of, of all that shit going down, just heard their new single and been this sucks. Well, I wish they'd go back to the old stuff. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I I'm not gonna lie. I didn't like the new stuff. I, I still don't. But I loved it. I loved it. I, I yeah. It ca- it grew it on fucked me. With me. It grew it grew on me. So like, the conspiracy is let's get another is that Chris Corn he killed himself on the Chris Cornell's birthday, right? We can look uh, it up. Yeah, I believe it so. was his birthday, and it was within months of Chris taking his own life as well. There's footage you can look online and find footage. So Chris and um, Ben and Chester were part of an abused child foundation that they'd started, and they they did huge concerts with all kinds of other artists. That I'll, I'll uh, we're looking up some stuff right now. All kinds of other people got involved in it. Bourdain, I'm pretty sure, was in on it too. Although he's not an artist, but I'm pretty sure he was like one of the people that was involved money wise and stuff. Um, and they've been doing that for years because Chester and Chris were abused as kids. So they didn't advertise it. It was obviously in their lyrics for certain songs. So if you know their shit, their deep catalog, then you know, you know, they talk about this stuff the same way John Davis did. You know, John Davis kind of made that acceptable in the 90s, you know. Yeah. Hey, I got... <laughs> shit went down when I was a kid. Just, oh, to, just, com- just to confirm, Chris Cornell's birthday was July 20th, and that was when Chester... Yes, yeah, so, so I am right on that. So... There's this conspiracy that these guys have a list of celebrities that 
buy and sell kids and they're involved in bad shit and are, you know what I mean? And that they were going to expose it, that they'd been building this list for a while and by, they've been putting these concerts on and raising all this money for, for, for these, these foundations. So they were known to be activists in that field, right? So it's not unknown. And then all of a sudden, within eight months of each other, they're dead because they killed themselves. Yeah. It's, it's a bit fucking, it's kind of like the whole Courtney Love, Kurt Cobain thing where it's just like, you know, she had a, he, there was, she had a lot to gain by him, you know, dying. And there's a lot of too much heroin in this. There's a lot of too much this. This doesn't make sense. This blah, blah, blah. The videos of Chester four days before killing himself with his kids in the, at that picture of him in the cottage up in the, and he's up in the trees leaning over the balcony with all of his kids and his wife yeah. laughing his ass off, opening gifts and stuff. This man kills himself four days later. Like, uh, you know, like, well, you, you yourself have openly stated that you were bipolar. I'm crazy as fuck. Yes. So your emotions could be like, hey, I'm happy. Oh, I'm not so happy. Not gonna, I'm not going to deny that it's plausible that it happened. Yeah. It's just, it's the other people also offing yeah. themselves in the same way and what they were associated with. And the Epstein shit was all very much around this time, you know, like uh, it's, and that's all related to that same shitty topic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all related to the same shit. People that are that are involved in that stuff don't want anyone to know and they'll do fucking anything to hide it. Yeah. That's the fact, okay? And it's really hard to be a regular consumer of media and and see all that information and see how hard people will what they'll do to cover that shit up and not think well. They were but big activists against that and then they just killed themselves. Now, I'm not I'm not saying 100% that um that nothing's fishy behind it or anything, but there, are, there's also people who want so bad. You're right. For something. You're to right. Happen. And I'm, I, I feel like sometimes I'm one of them looking for, you know, looking for a shot in the dark. There, you know yeah. what I mean, hoping to get something. So, uh, I was reading an article on Reuters. Earlier, We're allowed to be and, wrong. Yeah, and Reuters, I'm not wrong about people running to Mars though and colonizing there. It's happening right now. <laughs> and I don't exactly uh, hold Reuters as. Uh, a faithful, reliable source. But the one thing that I did like in this article that I was reading is it actually had source material on this stuff. So uh, the conspiracy theory that uh, I heard and read on even in this article was that Avici or Avicii, that Swedish DJ? Yes, yes, yes. Bennington, Bourdain, and Cornell were all silenced for working on exposing a child trafficking sex ring. The project was called The Silent Children, and the project was founded by Leroy Moore from Dave Matthews Band and his fiance Lisa Bean. Okay. So, by the way, props to Dave Matthews Band. Love this guy. <laughs> I'm sure he's on the Epstein Island list too. <laughs> All my favorite artists end up on the list. I'm like, I have this game I play with a buddy of mine who's got like a copy, or he claims he's got like he's got one. Yeah. And whenever we're in the car, we're listening to something really cool. I'll just be, I'll just give him the look like. Is this and he just and he just ninety percent he just shakes his head and goes, "Don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to." Okay, so a sport spokesperson for the project says that uh, the claim is false when it came down to this conspiracy theory that none of those people were ever involved, and the reason why the project was actually never completed was due to a lack of funding. So if it comes down to the silent children not being made for a lack of funding, if it did have all this celebrity endorsement behind it, I'm not buying it. Okay, of course there's so, no. Of course there'd be more funding. Exactly. And these guys are passionate enough about what they're talking about. They'd probably go fucking half bankrupt to pool money together. Exactly. I mean, let's, I'm going to be exactly. honest. But 
let's fucking call numbers here. I, I call bullshit. Let's call numbers. Bennington was endorsed by Mercedes Benz. Yeah. They did Benzo commercials. You want to tell me that motherfucker couldn't have got a few million, whatever that, number of money but, he needed? But that's the point I'm saying. Yeah, is, I'm with is you. Is the project I'm not arguing. Apart. We're agreeing. Yeah. We're agreeing. So, uh, stop hitting me, Mark. We're agreeing. <laughs> Ow, fuck, stop. The celebs involved most, most certainly had money to fund it. The production company behind the film was dismantled January 9th, 2017, and Chris Cornell passed away May 18th, 2017. See? Oh, <laughs> I didn't even fucking know that. Okay, <laughs> I didn't even know that shit. You're, you're, I love it. So the production ended before the death happened. After reading uh, their autopsy reports, Chris Cornell passed via hanging from an exercise band, and uh, and security actually had to kick the door in because he was in front of the door, which mm-hmm. would have shifted something. Chester Bennington used a belt, right. Uh, so when the reason why I'm bringing this up is yeah, because t- I yeah. heard the conspiracy theory that these people were all hanged by the same s- type of scarf, which was supposed to be assigned to anybody who was exposing this sex type of yeah, yeah, this yeah. type of stuff to say keep your mouth shut. So that, that is that is. Uh, can you please give me the Dwight? <laughs> False. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, and uh, Avicii, this, or uh, I don't even. Uh, yeah. Avicii. Avicii. Just say it like that. Avicii. Avicii. Yeah, Swedish DJ time. named Tim Bergling actually broke a bottle and cut himself, which led to massive bleeding. So it wasn't even hanging. So in a documentary, he stated that the touring lifestyle was going to kill him, but he was pressured to continue. Hmm. This is a tough one. Um, some people can't handle this torch. Like I, I, I feel that. I mean, I case, and I only know this be, or have some personal experience with this because I worked with Mike Turner from Arlene Davies. <laughs> Here we go with my name drop. How again. many times? I say <laughs> no, and, and that was why he quit OLP. Flat out, I can't. I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't sit on a fucking plane for sixteen hours again. I was gonna go crazy. I was yeah. so tired of travel, 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 and for not a lot of reward. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you get all the way out to stuff and things don't, it's just, it's not worth it. You know, the, the things don't go well. So anyways, I, I kind of get that. Not everyone's built for it. And I'll be honest, you don't make a lot of money in the music industry. So can imagine as a DJ, like, I don't know, is this guy a multimillionaire? Like, is he big, big? I don't know. I don't know. The, uh, those he's, guys. He's, he's pretty big. He's pretty successful. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I've heard that no, even no matter how successful it seems, you are out there. It doesn't, the ends don't always justify the means because you got to kiss all the right asses. Like in order for that, to work out what you actually make isn't a lot. You just get a lot of free shit like, you know, because everything's put up for you. So if you don't keep touring and keep putting out music and keep kissing the ass and not biting the hand it feeds, if it, you know, if you want to take your week off, th- look at that Britney Spears special. I haven't seen it yet, but I mean, this is, a, I've heard this is a perfect example of just somebody taking advantage of because they just know they can make money off them. Get out there. Go, go, go do it. Yeah. I don't care if you die in the process. You are a money making machine. <laughs> Get out there and dance monkey dance. That's what they do to these people. So maybe Avicii had that happen to him. I don't know. I'm scared. You, I don't know what you just did. But. That's what record companies <laughs> say to people when they say they want to break and that you've signed a contract that's got recoupables to them. Yeah. I'm pretty, I know a lot about the, the music industry just because I went to college for it. Yeah, that's right. You can go to college for music, kids. Don't do it, but it's out there. <laughs> then I went, then I got a, then, then I figured out that I should go to college for auto right after that. And, <laughs> you know. Have you seen that? The documentary Soaked in Bleach? Yes, I have. So when it comes down to Bennington, I've also expressed that uh, uh, that hurt me a lot, but I was a huge, huge, Kurt fan, Nirvana fan, Kurt Cobain. I was just 
it was the perfect time for me uh, before before my punk rock days and the, and the musician and all quotes. That stuff. He like, put quotes in the air. Just you can't see it, so I have to t- put a, air so, quotes. Air quotes. Punk rock days. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> the very first song that I learned to play on guitar on a right hand. Oh, we're gonna tell some Nirvana stories right on a, now. It's on a right handed guitar, upside down, was about a girl. Ooh, E minor, G major, E minor, G major, E minor, G major. What he's saying? Yeah. Oh man, did you see Puddle of Mud's cover? Puddle of Mud's cover with that. That's what I'm trying to get a joke. Oh my god. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh man, like now when they were looking back, did they not think, "Let's do it again"? So, I mean, I've, I've actually talked about the struggles that I've had with my voice uh, as a musician, which have kind of killed me. So we're trying but, not to sh- vocal shame him, but, but, but in similar regards, to how but I'm worried regards, about Michael Moore's health, but uh, yeah, I'm worried about his sanity. <laughs> but in regards to me saying that, like, I know, like, okay, I know I have issues. I'll try if I can't do it. And I know that my voice is going to give out. I just don't do it. I just don't. But somewhere that Puddle Mud singer was like, you know what? I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to do it. And he did it. Sometimes bad is good. Sometimes bad. I mean, that's but part of what that's part of what made Kurt so good was that he was so bad he was good. I hate to say it, oh, but sometimes but, he sang in really weird ways and it just worked. Oh, sometimes just fucking he, worked. he sang in really weird ways, but I mean, it was still on key. Anyways, <laughs> digressing back to Nirvana themselves. So tell me a little bit. What was the, the that was So your, the Soaked in Bleach documentary for anybody that doesn't know, is a documentary that Courtney Love definitely didn't want to made. get made, put out there, and she fought it, and it still made its release. And when I watched it, like when Kurt killed himself, air quotes again, when he killed himself, I was so blown away by this. I was like, no way, there's no, there's no way. He was at the peak of his success. Like he just kept getting more famous. I'm like, there's, there's no way. And, uh, from there, it just, it, it struck so much with me that instantly I was one of those Courtney killed Kurt bandwagon jumpers. And Mm. I was like, well, I mean, she, she had to, she had to. And then when I saw this documentary for soaked in bleach, there were so many things that pointed to that. But then in the end, I mean, I swear in this documentary, if you watch it, there's a point where, one of her closest friends, maybe even the living nanny, while high, confessed. Like, I swear. Like, he's yeah. straight up. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, she told me to do this, and I, and I did it. Like, I swear that I saw that. Okay, so my... I'm, I'm, I'm really... I'm a huge fan, too, so I try not to be biased. Um, the issue with the Kurt Cobain thing for me is that he tried to do it in Rome. That's mm. my big seller. When people are like, I think he did it, it's because he tried. And it, that's obvious. That's an obvious one that in Rome, there was a note. It was all there. It was all, you know what I mean? He was, he was, re- he was ready to go. So, and that was, f- we could look it up. And I think it was seven or eight months before. It was late 1993 yeah. when that happened. And he, and he ended up <clears throat> April 94. Now, when he actually dies in April, there is too many conspiracies around it that I do think she had something to do with it. But I 
kind of think he would have done it anyway. Like, because things were so bad. And when people are like, I can't believe it because he was so popular. There's more to it than that. There's the stomach issue. There's a huge issue where he couldn't eat. I mean, eating, sleeping, and shitting. If you can't do one of those three things for your whole life, whether you've got insomnia or eating disorders or um, what was the other one? Pooping. So you have horrible digestive issues. If one of those three basic human things is something you can't do, you are going to be suicidal, depressed, and ready to go any fucking day. You know what I mean? And he had that. He could not eat. He didn't eat for us. why he was so tiny. And that's why he started doing heroin because he could do heroin. Then he could, you know, kind of try and come, you know, wake up out of that and he could eat something for a little while. So if you read any of his autobiographies or any of that kind of shit, it digs into that kind of stuff and it gives you a bit of a better idea of, you know, what would have pushed Kurt to do that kind of shit. But I still don't think he did it in April. I still think she killed him in April, but I do believe he was suicidal and it probably would have happened one way or the other. So if you watch this, uh, if you watch the documentary, it talks about that time in Rome and it talks about all the things that kind of made him go down that path. But ultimately in this documentary, it also talked about him like wanting to leave this life and get away from it. And that's the rock star life. He was done with writing and recording and shit. He wanted away from it. He wanted to move to the woods and talk to nobody. Well, actually I'd heard he uh, wanted to go in just a, a different direction and he'd started uh, branching out to more and more musicians who were just going away from the Nirvana. REM, the guy from REM was one of them, was he not? I think so. It's Michael Stipe. That was one. I think that was one of the one of the last people he talked to. I think uh, before April happened. And that and that kind of falls in line with the uh, the MTV Unplugged. Like he brought in these other musicians, and he had meat puppets and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So, by the way, if you're kids. If you're a Nirvana fan and you don't know, okay, I'm sure, I don't know if there's some young people listening to this or people who <laughs> okay. haven't dived into Nirvana. Okay, if you really want to know what Nirvana is all about, like I've I had friends of mine that are like my older friends, like when I was a kid and everyone's like Nirvana is bullshit, you know? They were like I don't know Peter Frampton fans, fans of the '70s and '80s. So Nirvana was like the blasphemy that killed music, right? To these to these people. I win every one of those fuckers over. <laughs> I give them unplugged and I say top to bottom, track for track. Don't stop and then tell me that he's a piece of shit, no talent, asshole. Then tell me. And they all come back and say, you win. He's on the level with all these other guys because that's fucking cool. He does covers, amazing. He does Bowie, Man Who Sold the World, crazy good. And then his originals come to life in a new way. And you can hear the pain in his voice. That record came out posthumously as well, which is fucking very similar to Biggie Smalls. Yeah. It's just, there's a new level of like, it's like a ghost is singing to you when you hear stuff posthumous and that's unplugged. Yeah. So I watched a YouTube video the other day and it was MTV behind the scenes uh, leading up to this MTV Unplugged performance. And you just see a lineup of all these fans just expecting like this hard grunge show and they're being interviewed like, oh, what do you expect uh, for, for this new sound that's coming out? Uh, Kurt with this acoustic guitar and they're like, oh, he's not going to stick to it. There's no way he's going to stick to it. He's going to switch it up and we're going to get into the same Those guys are idiots though because Kiss had done an acoustic a bunch of other bands had done unplugged MTV records. They were retards to think that. I'm sorry. Is that not PC enough? They were unintelligent people to think that because there had been if anybody was going to pull out the electrics, it would have been Kiss. I'm pretty sure Kiss did an unplugged record right before they did. So, I don't know. Those guys were Hopeful, hopeful that, was kind of, that was kind of the shtick behind MTV Unplugged was yeah. to, to strip them down and yeah. say, hey, they're more talented than just distortion and getting hammered behind the stage, you know, and I loved that. And uh, Pearl Jam's fucking Unplugged was, ah, uh, ah. Uh, and for Canadians. Can what, you know, yeah. 
<laughs> and for Canadians, Much Music had something uh, similar to that, and it was called I and I, Intimate and Interactive. Oh my God! So <laughs> fucking man, go online right now. I don't care who you are. Okay, pause our podcast. Is it well? Pause it after I'm done explaining what to do. Minimize <laughs> this window and oh, go on YouTube and search Much Music Intimate and Interactive. Look up Sum Forty One. Look up Kid Rock. Look up oh fuck Trouble Charger after they did the um. Uh, hundred million record, whatever record that was on, uh, detox. Look up, oh my god! So look up Snow Jam. Look up Gob, Gob's yeah. Intimate and Interactive. Look up Alanis Morissette's inter- Intimate and Interactive. Look up Amanda Marshall's Intimate and Interactive. They're hour and a half long performances where it goes from interview to band, and it's in their little studio, which was around Speaker's Corner at John. And Queen, Queen, Northwest Corner, yeah. and it's they're just they don't they they don't do that like that anymore. I didn't, re- you know, they say the good old days, and you wish you fucking knew you were in the good old days when they were happening. Yeah, I'm telling you, office right I'm there. telling <laughs> it's true. That's a pure office quote, but I, but it's a, it's a fact though. It's well, it's, it's it's true. I wish when I was watching those and when I was at, I got to go to a couple. I, Oh, no doubt. No doubt yeah. intimate and interactive. Fuck, they're coming to me. It's like nostalgia. <laughs> it's oh, like, my oh, my God. God. Yeah, they, uh, no doubt I and I. Like, and they came out when those bands were always at their peak because when they would come to Canada and do something like that, it was right before they were going to break really big. Yeah. Avril Lavigne with The Matrix before she got rid of them and got a bunch of other idiots to play with her. When it was just her and The Matrix, I think maybe only... Um, Let Go was out. Maybe the second record that Chantel wrote with her that had uh, everything that I wanted, whatever the fuck that record was. Maybe that one was out, but I could be wrong. But either way, Her and I and I is another amazing one. Check them out right now. Do it, do it, do it. So the I and I isn't just uh, like the MTV Unplugged. It is like a full performance by the band, but... Whenever they go to commercial breaks, uh, it's it's usually they have a question period where they talk to the band and and it's not just it's not just the host interviewing. They ask if anybody's got a question in the crowd, and the crowd gets to ask their question, and they obviously get answered. So it that's actually what made it so intimate and interactive was the fans were actually able to ask their questions, get answered, hear more music, then go back to more questions, hear more music. So they're amazing. Go Google them. Yes. You web them. <laughs> Face gram them. But then come, Insta fans but them. then come back to the podcast because I know he was all like pause, pause the podcast. Yeah, now that you've that. watched an hour. Okay, so now that it's 730 in the ooh, welcome back. Now that you've gone down the rabbit hole of intimate and interactive on YouTube and you've and you've watched 16 hours of this and it's 7.30 in the morning and the birds are chirping. Chirp, 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 chirp. Oh, fuck, I have to work. Never mind, I'm calling in sick. Thanks for coming back to the podcast and welcome to the other half of it. (laughs) So we'll get back into talking about Kurt Cobain's story here. Yes, let's digress back down to Kurt. So the Soaked and Bleach doc, if if anybody hasn't seen it, I highly recommend you watch it. We both highly recommend. And the reason why, um, even when it comes down to somebody who doesn't believe in anything that this documentary says, there is stuff that is just so compelling that would have you question it. I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure that like the how to make a murderer is like the biggest 
most popular topic on the planet. Every girl I know and most of my guy friends are obsessed with the murder side of Netflix. The, you know, why did the guy do that? Or people doing it like, I don't know, the, the, the interviews. Uh, Everybody. So I'm pretty sure that every we're like, I don't know, if, if you're not into that kind of stuff. Everyone is. Everyone wants to go and read about, oh, how'd she kill him? Like, everybody's doing it right now. I guarantee it. It's oh, such yeah, a big yeah. fad. Every, everybody's become a detective. Like, when it comes down to Luca Magnata, for those who don't know, Luca Magnata was... Uh, is, is a murderer in Canada, and he, and he fled Canada, and he was tracked down by Interpol. But he was actually caught from people on YouTube who was watching who were watching these videos, and it's like, oh, here's a clue, here's a clue, here's a clue, and then they would report those clues. It's like, oh, okay, thanks, you helped us catch Luca Magnata. Yeah, 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 I love that. Same thing with um, that making a murderer. Season one came out, and people, people started examining the evidence and like oh yeah holy crap holy crap holy crap season two came out it's like wow there's a whole bunch more evidence to to go over now yeah and and even still after season two it's like wow there's a whole lot more to to go through and even uh currently kathleen zellner uh stephen avery's lawyer for anybody who's familiar with the show she's still on his side she's still investigating she's still trying to plead his case she's still trying to get uh, appeal whoever she needs to appeal to to get this heard and uh and this is totally unrelated from kurt stuff by the way but we we've we've gone down a rabbit hole here. yeah we do that sometimes <laughs> just like you did with the i and i 10 minutes ago oh yeah <laughs> <sighs> so anyways uh yeah so when it comes down to the kurt cobain documentary soaked in bleach i do have a couple points that i'm going to mention here so it talks one one major point in soaked in bleach point number one is uh, Kurt Cobain was using Courtney's credit card, and Courtney reported it missing, and then afterwards, like, no, 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 it's it's not missing, uh, as Kurt was using it because Kurt's was missing. And Kurt's credit card was being used even after he died, but stopped when the body was discovered. Are you fucking serious? I didn't yeah. know that. They don't, they don't talk about that in the Heavier Than Heaven book. <clears throat> yeah. Love also said, love by Courtney Love, I mean, Point also said... Two. That Cobain bought a shotgun after rehab to kill himself. When it was discovered, he actually bought it before rehab because uh, Kurt's best friend said he wouldn't let him get a sh shotgun if it was for suicide. But he got it because of a recent burglary in his home. I also read that exactly, and she backtracked that story, which could be confirmed by friends of his that were like, I don't know what that bitch is talking about. He got it because of the burglary, and they, they because he confided in friends of his about his paranoia afterwards. Yeah. All right. Point number three. The private investigator said Love always spoke of her career, divorce, and money, and if Kurt was having an affair, and nothing about actual concern for Kurt. Like, if she was actually <laughs> scared of Kurt. That's my selling point right there, too. She just didn't fucking care anymore. At that point, it was such. The way she talked in interviews and shit, she, it, like, back in that day, when I talked to my mom, because I was, like, seven. So when I talked to my mom, who was, like, actually involved in watching the news and, like, and stuff, and she's like, she's like, it was so obvious, man. Like, it was so obvious that, like, they were doing interviews after he died, and she's just like, yeah, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, like the Loki meme, where it's just like, yeah, it's a tragedy. Anyway. Paris <laughs> is like that. Like, what the fuck, man? Anyways. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm sold that she had a lot to do with him dying in April, but I definitely am not sold that it wouldn't have happened eventually because of what happened in Rome. Um, 
Quick funny story, but I just think Nirvana is one of the most influential bands. There's some bands that change things, right? Like Elvis. Elvis is changer. He's a game changer. Before Elvis and after Elvis. That's how you define rock and roll. And if you want to get really, really specific and a little bit racist, it was before Elvis stole black music and really made it mainstream and after he did that. That was the biggest thing. He, he just took a culture of music that we wouldn't accept because it wasn't from somebody that we recognized. Then it, boom, now it's changed and everything branched out. And that was the beginning of, 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 of now let's talk about Beatles. There's before Beatles and there's after Beatles. I guess so when you, you, when you, you could get into Sabbath and Zeppelin and all that, but I think Nirvana is another one of those. So when you talk about Nirvana, um, the, the entire, every band member was into punk rock. Like this, like real this, punk like kids, this crust real under, punk underground okay. punk rock stuff. Like uh, Sonic fucking an, youth, an underground scene in Seattle. And then, so that was kind of like the inspiration behind Nirvana. But then when they came out, it's like, I guess their their sound at first was called punk rock, but in the end, it, they were given their own title, and it ended up being grunge, grunge, which was from a newspaper or some shit or a local article that some that was actually they didn't name it. It was a local guy who who deemed it yeah. grunge, and then it kind of just went and from it there. stuck. And it's like, oh wow, you've now got yeah. like the this first major band. Arguably, there may be another another Seattle underground band that I'm not thinking of right now that might have had. All oh, the, labeled as there grunge. are, there are, but I mean, you can't, nobody the, can deny that. But I guess the, ma- the, the biggest, over. yeah, the, one of the biggest names in the grunge scene, so to speak. So that's, I, I think that that's one of the reasons I love them and uh, is because they, they, they did make everything before them sound old. When Elvis came out, everything before Elvis just was old and everything before the Beatles was old and everything before, ah. Uh, I'm saying I'm gonna say Sabbath. Like Sabbath was game changer because the whole idea of tuning down because of his fingers and all that shit, and, and the invention of heavy metal and music that made you scared and writing songs about their nightmares. You know what I mean? That it was game changer, and that's why Lamb of God exists. That's why anything heavy really exists. Is from that starts with that, and Nirvana was the same way. So much of what you hear. Um, I hate to say this because it's weird to say, but Kurt made it cool to suck. And I I, I, I hate, I know I'm going to get shit on for this, but he his voice cracked. He played out of tune. He smashed his shit on stage. He walked away from gigs. He refused to play Smells Like Teen Spirit because he didn't give a fuck how much you liked it. It yeah. was, wasn't his song anymore. And he was the embodiment of real punk rock, no fucks to give. And nobody did it as well before. And nobody has done it as well since. And that's what separates the men from the boys with him. That's why I love Nirvana. And my favorite fucking thing about Nirvana is how I found them and how it how it felt to me. I'd love to hear your experience with what your first uh, interaction with Nirvana music was. I knew who they were because I was young. But what broke was like, it was 90, I'm going to say 98, 99. And I used to stay up because I was like 10, 11, and I was watching Beavis and Butthead. I wasn't allowed to stay up and watch Beavis and Butthead <laughs> because it's a bad show. And my mom said it was stupid. That and South Park and The Simpsons were ruining me, and that's why I was doing so bad in school and getting in trouble and fight, getting in fights <laughs> oh. and getting suspended. i got to stop watching all these horrible shows and listening to all this. You're filling your mind with trash, Alex. And listening to all this with bad hip-hop music. I was listening to fucking, you know, Kid Rock and, 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 and all this. Yeah, anyways. So, I'm watching Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> two in the morning and they're doing this fucking bit and smells like teen spirit comes on. i'd never seen the video never nothing all i hear is this and i'm like the fuck and that voice comes on you know the load up on guns 
And I'm just like, I'm enthralled. It, it owns me. And then, of course, Beavis and Butthead are doing commentary. I'll never forget <laughs> it as long as I live. I don't know. Maybe it's on YouTube. And he's just like, oh, they rip on it. But at some point, they go, hey, Beavis, the song's pretty, pretty cool. And he's just like, oh, yeah, it's pretty right. Oh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> like they can't really shit on it. They're, it basically goes from Beavis and Butthead being Beavis, being Beavis and Butthead to just them going, this is fucking awesome. Oh, we should go see these guys. It's pretty funny. So I was like, this is really good. So I go to my stepdad and I'm just like, what is a smells like teen spirit? What is that? <laughs> and he's just like, oh, do you like that? I was like, I, I really do. He's like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> That's all he said. It was, I'm not. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of that because I was just, I was into the Offsprings Americana was a huge. Uh, they, they they found that record and took it from me. Like, why do you have this? You can't have this. They took it. They can't listen to this. My friend's got a girlfriend and he hates that bitch. Uh, my nine-year-old can't listen to this. I'm like, fuck you. I took it and hid it in my room and listened to it at night. Nobody knew. Nirvana was another one of those that kind of worked into that. So it was yeah. a big part of my rebellious childhood. So I love I just, it. I just have to add one of the comedic aspects of Beavis and Butthead and Nirvana was they never pronounced it Nirvana. They Nirvana. always pronounced it as Nirvana. Nirvana. Like, like oh, they, they fucking did. An extra R. And it, I Nirvana? just died every, every time. Every time. And that's what's honestly, that's what makes Mike Judge Mike Judge because like Office Space and Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill, it's the little things and that's where he gets you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> like, that's the difference. The propane and propane. That's them says. kids that have been a whacking in my tool shed. Oh, and then the <laughs> printer in the die motherfucker, die motherfucker, <laughs> steel fool. So, anyways, anyways, back to this uh, Kurt documentary, Soaked in Bleach. So, watch it. The private investigator was hired at first to find Kurt because he was he was missing, but he wasn't. It wasn't so much that he was missing because apparently he was just he was trying to. Plan. Oh, so so this documentary would have you believe was he was trying to plan to leave Courtney, and the idea behind this was like his quality of life was shit. I can attest to the fact that leaving women can be really hard. You could look them right in the eyes and go, "I don't want to be with you," and they're just like, "Too bad." And and then you're like, "Okay, fine." I'm, yeah. I'm yours what are you gonna do fine. then? Yeah. Like really, uh, you have all my credit cards. So yeah. I guess I'll stay. So I mean. I don't need any lawsuits from Courtney Love. I'm just going by this documentary. If you want to sue anybody, sue, sue me, this documentary. Court. Sue us. Go ahead. You can find me on Facebook at <laughs> www.igotnobuckinmoneyforyou.com. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, this- if Francis comes to court, I'm down. She's not looking too bad. And she's like over 19 now, so it's game <laughs> yeah. time. So this private investigator was at first hired to find Kurt, who was missing. He said he wanted to post people from his detective squad at Cobain's home in Seattle. And she said it wasn't necessary. He was probably hiding out and wouldn't be at the house. So this private investigator, he started looking in classy hotels and found nothing. Obviously, he didn't know Kurt very very well. (laughs) So then afterwards, he started looking in shady motels and found someone registered the name Bill Bailey... And when he told Courtney this, she said, don't go to the motel. Instead, she just wanted somebody to watch outside of the hotel. Mm. Not even necessarily from this detective squad. So when the private investigator said he wanted somebody to be at the house, Love said there was no need. Callie, the live-in nanny for Francis Bean, was there. And Callie was uh, a guy that earlier that same day when talking to the the private investigator said that... (laughs) said that he lied the most out of 
out of anybody. He was one of the best liars she had ever met, and she couldn't trust him. It's like, oh, okay, wait. So you have this guy watching your kid, Francis Bean? <laughs> so then the private investigator was like, all right, well, Courtney, how about you join me? We'll, we'll leave L.A. We'll go back to uh, Seattle, and, uh, and we'll just go back to the house. And We're going to leave she, L.A. She refused. She's not leaving I don't want to leave L.A. There's like so many Starbucks here. <laughs> Sorry. But she was more grunge. Like, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck Courtney's. Uh, can I say it? Well, like, Courtney's a bitch. And I don't like her. I don't like I've never yeah, liked her. Yeah, so you don't go with that Valley Girl type thing. Like, I, I just hate I her. Believe, like, I do seen- love her music, though, because other people wrote it for her. But I, I will admit, man, me and my man, my band, when we get asked to play fucking Celebrity Skin or some shit like that, like, I'm down. I'll fuck with those stuff any oh, yeah, day. The, they're the music's great. Badass. Music's badass. Great. Love it, love it. No, talk, no bad things to say about that. But Courtney, I hope you fall in a well and nobody fixes and helps you get out of it. You ever see the movie The People vs. Larry Flint? Yes. It's one of the greatest movies of all. I would argue it's one of the best movies of all time. It's classic. Uh, Woody Harrelson plays Larry Flint, who is the creator of Hustler magazine. Mm -hmm. And he did a brilliant job as Larry Flint. Right right down, uh, starting off with the accent. And then as he got got older and thicker, right down to like the speech impediment. Yeah. And, uh, And Courtney Love... Played Larry Flint's wife, which was essentially still Courtney Love. Yeah. <laughs> Can you be a crack horse? You say, I don't know. I, I was doing a bunch of crack like 20 minutes ago, and I slept Wait, with seven guys today, get, so do maybe? Do I get to do drugs? Well, this is a Hollywood production, so so yes. Uh, well, well, that wasn't what we were going for, because usually when it comes down to like making movies, we give out like fr- like fake drugs. But like, I don't need those. If you're going I'm off okay. into your trailer to, we're we're not going to control what you do in your trailer. So if you want to go off to your trailer to do this, just stick to the lines the best you can. Oh, I'll wait. do lines in my trailer, no problem. <laughs> Let me just bump a couple one. <laughs> I had just is that what you wanted? Action! Oh my, okay. So what was my line? <laughs> but when she said it, it. <laughs> when she said it, it wasn't so that she could get read what she was supposed to say. And scene. It was tap, tap, tap. I'm sorry. I just hate Courtney so much. Like even Francis is like disowned her and moved out. Like she doesn't want anything to do with her. Either. Like even she had enough sense to go, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> it's her mom. We just need you to she's act only got like one you're parent. All... <laughs> she still won't talk to her. We just need you to act like you're all cracked out, high, and passed out. Can you do that? She's like, oh, like my everyday. <laughs> Why do you think I'm fucking? Oh wait, then again, I mean, I probably shouldn't be saying, or you shouldn't be saying what you're. We shouldn't be saying what we're saying just because nowadays words speak louder than actions. Yeah, words, they're so sharp. Oh my God. Um, I don't know. Ooh, Cor- that stings. Everyone hates Courtney. I'm sorry. I don't think anybody's out there right now going, yeah, I mean, there's, I got a lot, I know lots of people who like her music. Like we've just said, the music is good, but yeah. outside of that, just like falling a well. <sighs> Did Kurt <laughs> kill himself? Falling a well. Did Kurt kill himself? Don't come back like the ring chick. I know we're, at, we're almost at like spooky time. I'll shit, be honest with you. The don't. ring chick looks kind of like Courtney Love anyway, like with a mangled up hair and she's like, <laughs> Like I'm just I'm definitely thinking like yeah that would work I could see Courtney being cast as the new <laughs> ring girl in like a, in like a third one she just comes out like, I, I. <laughs> all contorted because she's coked out just, like yeah, ah, she's just like I'm ah, so high ah, right now whatever this new stuff is 
<laughs> I feel, why is South Park not ripped on Court anymore? I feel like they rip on Paris Hilton and all, and they rip on Tom Barbara Cruise, Barbara Streisand. Like I feel like they should be getting Courtney in on their shit oh, for shit list. Sure. Definitely more Courtney shits. Is there any other c- conspiracies that we want to dig so into? I want to mention uh, towards the election there between Trump and Biden. Towards the end there. Oh, this is a there, good one. There, there was a lot of. Uh, I actually believe this one. I'm a full well, believer. Hang, in hang this. on, hang on. There, there was a lot of QAnon stuff that came up to be like mainstream stuff. So when I say QAnon, it's the it's like this more or less what are considered to be this underground cult of uh, of people who just think no this this is what's going on and they think it's the deep state now i believe that there's a deep state i've always believed that i actually wrote in in one of my punk bands a song called leader of all leaders and it's and it's always like the people who are in the room with the president that the president doesn't know it's like who the fuck's that guy it's like oh uh don't worry about it yeah you don't make enough to know who i am all right I think the elites are real, but they aren't drinking baby's blood. They're creating chaos, so, so they have, have something, something to save, save us from. from. <laughs> 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 Sorry, but um, so do you want to talk about QAnon? I want to talk about how the election was fake. That's what I, that, that's where I thought you were going with that. Was it the twenty twenty? Was twenty twenty? What was the election of the states? Twenty twenty. Yeah, it was just last year. The twenty twenty election and all the shit that happened in January on Capitol Hill was one hundred percent all fake, and everything is staged, and it was all just to distract you. That's oh, I believe that. Oh, I I can totally get on board with that specifically because there is no way Joe Biden got seven hundred and thirty million votes, and if it's true, I will suck the next dick I see. That is how positive I am, and is not. <laughs> And so, I'm not a, you, really into so that. There, so there's a oh, fucking what the what's the guy's name? There, there's a pillow creator company guy. What? Pillow. There's a guy who uh, created pillows. I uh, I can't think of his fucking name. My my boss actually follows him. Okay. Uh, who was creating his own social media, and the idea behind creating his own social media was for free speech. But this guy is very heavily religious, and if you speak ill of God, then you would be banned off his social media platform. Nope. So it's like, wait a second. Wait, you're all for nope. free speech, but the second somebody who doesn't That's not fall free in speech. Line with That's not religion, free speech. It's not. <laughs> Just like Facebook isn't now. It's the way they the way they've set it up. So there's this kind of belief that and it's it, it comes from Giuliani, who is a lawyer now, the guy who used to be the mayor yep. of New York. And he's Trump's lawyer. He was always a lawyer before. He was a lawyer before. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, but that—that's his main gig now. Yeah. <laughs> so what he's doing is he was Trump's lawyer in exposing ridiculous amounts of fraud in that election. Now I'm not going to sit. I'm not. Be, I'm not sitting here. I'm not pro-Trump. I don't fucking like him. I wouldn't have voted for him. And I'm not pretending that I like anything about him. But I'm not going to pretend that he didn't win that election. That, that 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 there's there's a lot. Biden didn't campaign. At all. There was no campaigning. He, it was like within, it was six months before the election, he still didn't hit the road. He, no, 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 debating. He didn't debate. He, he can't, didn't he, debate either because he, he couldn't. He did, he did campaign a little bit, but when he, when he campaigned, he pissed people off. Like this, like this guy is like, oh, I'm going to see the workers. And it's like, oh, you're going to take away my guns? Hey, shut up, man. Yeah, it didn't go well. It just didn't go well. It was pretty, it was kind of like Justin winning this past election, even though every fucking video you saw was people like screaming at him while he was trying oh. to give a press conference going, <laughs> fuck you, Justin, you piece of shit. The, I hope your kids fall in the well. One of the, one of the, uh, the better viral videos now <laughs> is the everybody, everybody around the world are around the U.S. chanting, fuck Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. 
That's so Fuck you. It's, it's everywhere. And, and this is the man that got 700 million votes and beat Trump? I'm sorry. <laughs> Every Republican right-wing psychopath, asshole, illiterate fuck from here to Timbuktu woke up that morning and voted for that guy. Like, Trump's supporters are loyal. Biden didn't campaign at all, and he didn't have any debates. He had nobody gave a fuck. Nobody gave a single... He was riding on Obama's vice presidency. That's all he was riding on. And it wasn't enough. And then there's now there, there's a, a lot of, of, of lawsuits. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to... Okay, I'm trying to convince you. We are but con- talking conspiracy theories. This it episode, is a theory. A that doesn't mean it's true. It's a theory. But I believe it is to be a true theory. Go online and look up anything related. There's a lot of law. It's happening right now as we speak. It's in the Supreme Court. They voted uh, six out of nine with Supreme Court judges for fraudulent election and that. But what? But you need eight out of nine for it to be the majority vote. So they got just enough for them to kind of o- like open up other cases and keep things on a state level. Like it's it's very deep state, and you got to do a lot of digging and following rabbit holes. Like you said, the the family of the lawyer from that thing gets assassinated. You know what I mean? And it happens a year after the thing. So you don't think about it. You know what I mean? And that's what's happening right now. The election happened a year and a half ago and it, and and it's still unfolding in the deep state and in the underground and in the out away from the media. So now we're going to dive back into a little bit of the Q anon conspiracies. So when I say that uh, during the, uh, the claims of election fraud, there was talks of, certain individuals that had held judges at gunpoint to dismiss uh, the claims of fraud. So, and this, this is There's a also Q, this, a little dead judges. There's like four dead judges. So this there. is a QAnon conspiracy. Oh yeah. There, there were a bunch of judges. There's that four now. As well as doctors that were killed too. The, so when we're talking um, essentially what came down to everything was while the politicians were out campaigning, debating all that and all that. And for the four years that, uh, that Trump was painted as the villain, Mitch McConnell, uh, the leader of the Republicans in the U S was very busy, like appointing all these new judges, conservative judge, conservative judge, conservative judge, conservative judge. So that essentially should have meant that like any, but any claim that there was a fraudulent election, if Trump were to say, okay, there's election fraud, let's investigate that, that essentially the judges would be like, okay, I think think we should hear him out. But instead, I've talked about this before he lost the election. I talked about how he'd been doing that. I was like, smart mother, look at this guy go, because uh, I don't know. I don't want to seem too biased here, but <laughs> okay. Democrats have been doing this for a long time. It's kind of their thing. And Republicans, it, it's not something they need to do because, like I said, they have that right wing, crazy southern fucking fan base that always votes for them. This, and this was the first time you saw that. Trump was one of the first Republican presidents to start putting judges in place to make sure that he couldn't lose his presidency. Is that right? It's I'm sorry, but it's democracy. It's it's what it's 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 the game. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Because when Obama did it, and he fucking did, let me tell you right now, okay, to get that Obamacare shit going, which didn't work, but it was it wouldn't have happened without judges in the right places to say, yeah, let's do this. Okay, it, it it all everything has to fall into place. It's all chess, and Obama played it really, really, really well, and nobody got mad about him about doing it, even though Obamacare failed and cost like two and a half billion dollars. Nobody wants to talk about how that was a failure, and nobody, no, 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 but. We can hang Trump out to fucking dry over his version of the same thing. So anyways, yes. 
putting judges in place so that you can kind of secure your policies for a second set of four, keeping in mind that in the States you can only get a one re-election. Yeah. Unlike up here in this fucked up country of ours where you're allowed to run it as long as you want, no matter how retarded you are. I'm sorry, is it not PC enough? No, it is PC enough for you, Justin, <laughs> anyways. Moving on. So, in regards to uh, all these conservative judge, judges... Being put into place to secure put, his second term of presidency. Let's yes. be fucking real about so it. So, when it came down to like, oh, there was election fraud, okay, well, we can claim this. And then the judges were like, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. Blew we're, my fucking mind. I was like, wait, what? What happened? Who got to them? And then I saw this QAnon conspiracy that there was somebody going around holding judges at gunpoint, uh, forcing them to do things with minors and filming it so that they had shit against them. And mm, forcing them to do, I don't I think I'd take a bullet before I do that. I'm sorry, but <laughs> that's a little fucked up. That's interesting. Well, I mean, I'm, and that, that's the weird thing with judges actually dying. It would put there's fear. four, yeah, it four. Would, it would put. I don't know. Fear yeah, okay. Look, so we're doing this podcast. Let's let's say we start our fellow podcast friends just start dying because they're talking about COVID. Anybody that talks about COVID all of a sudden just starts getting capped in our local area. You think we're going to talk about it on our next show? <laughs> well, I will because I'm fucking insane. But Mark will definitely not want to. It, it's it's a, it, it's true. That's how you scare people. It's really easy to do when you've got something to lose. You're going to be like, well. Is it really worth talking about? Like, you know, I got a nice place to live and now my kids go to a nice school. Maybe I'll just shut the fuck up. It's easy. And I think that's what happened with the, some of, I mean, but it's easy for, I don't want to, I don't want to label, but it's easy for centered or left-wing people to then say, <laughs> you're, you're reaching now because he put the conservative judges in place and then they still voted that it wasn't fraudulent. Yeah. Fuck you. You don't have a leg to stand on. But when you do a little bit deeper digging, like you say, you start to see, oh, this is why. Yeah. And but at this point, there's there's no proof. So then it comes down to just being a conspiracy theory and just conjecture. It, it's here. That's where we're at now. Exactly. But then then there's some audits done where it's like people are bitching, complaining. We need an audit done. We have to have an audit done. And then the audits come out and it's like, oh wow, there was fraud. And it and it's fucking fact. And in they Arizona. go, yep, yep. They say, yep. Here it is. Here's the fraud. Is there a re-election happening? Is yeah. Biden been stripped of his presidency? Has anything changed? No. So with the Maricopa County in Arizona coming out, now, again, when it comes down to that divide, left-wingers... Which is all America's interested in doing to you, don't forget. The left-wingers are just saying, well, no, that it's just, it was audited by a crazy right-winger. You, yeah, it's got to be an unbiased, but who is? Like, it truly, 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 who is? That's, it's, uh, And there's one of my big things that you haven't quite touched on yet. It's kind of hardcore to say that people were being held at gunpoint and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. The thing that's not too out of the realm of realistic possibility that I've read a lot about is that Republican vote counters were not allowed to count votes. Yeah. Just that's a simple thing. And that's where, where it's at. They're like, yeah, my name's uh, Timmy O'Toole and I'm in constituency 2700 in here in Tennessee. And I showed up and said, I'm ready to count. And they said, no, you're fucking not. And then I went home. Yeah. And that's the end of the story. That's the end of the story. And it's everywhere. It's thousands of stateside places. Enough to influence an entire election. That's where I, like, I mean, the gunpoint shit, the Even dead judges. The, I get, it's hard to sell some people on this shit, though. Yeah. That's why it's a theory, right? Because it's like, oh my, that sounds like, you know, that <laughs> sounds like a Hollywood movie. <laughs> well, 
I, I, you, you're right. It is. It's a bit much. Okay. Let's dial it back. Let's dial it back to something that people can believe. Would you believe that a person came to a place to do a job, was told, fuck yourself. You're not allowed to do that today. And they didn't want to get into a physical fight with these people. And so they just, they left and said, okay, I guess I'm not counting today. I guess somebody else is. And then no one else did. That's something I think a lot of people could believe could happen. And it happened in small town USA, a hundred thousand times. And that's how an election gets pulled one way or the other, guys. That's how you, you know, you can see how it can easily do that. I'm not saying the Democrats didn't get a lot of votes. I, I'm not saying the election wasn't close. I'm just saying there wasn't a 5% gap. And this is a conspiracy theory. But when it comes down to the division, like when I, I told you in an earlier episode, like the division's getting to me. And when yeah, it comes, yeah, I remember this. And uh, one of the thing was when it came down to celebrities, who are just who on just the, on the side of the vax. No, 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 not, no, not even not on that? the side of okay. the vax. Just on the side of mainstream. Oh, on Trump, like Eminem when he was up and he was like, he did that freestyle at whatever dumb award show that people should stop watching because award shows are stupid. Um, <laughs> he went up and he was just like. I think uh, it was it, oh shit. Robert De Niro had a big like oh, I fucking yeah. hate Trump, yeah. a black and white thing, and then Eminem had this like really. I mean, for, for the guy who gave us Eight Mile to give a freestyle that weak and lame, I don't know. But either way, I know he was mad. Oh, but yeah. that was I was like so ashamed. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Marshall. Are you rich <laughs> and not informed about the world anymore? I wouldn't like him either. Yeah. So and. You mentioned a name earlier in this episode that bothered me, and that, that was Seth Rogen. So Seth Rogen, yes. like, when when it came down Let's to being anti, anti-Trump, he was so anti-Trump that anybody who was a conservative, not even necessarily pro-Trump, anybody who was a conservative, he was like, fuck you, fascist. And it's like, wait, what the fuck is happening right now in the American presidency? What what are all these authoritarian measures that are just being pushed out into the world right now? And 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 you were fucking saying fuck you, fascist. Because if you look up the definition of fascism, it'll say it's it's a right wing thing. It's literally okay. So can uh, yeah, we'll get to the education section in a minute if you'd like. <laughs> no, but the, the political spectrum for anybody who's okay. I know I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of friends, you know, because the world these days doesn't allow you to. Not be political. Okay, I was in line at Shoppers Drug Mart when we were in lockdown and we were all about masks before the vaccine last summer, before when things were still up in, up in the air and we were all still a little bit scared. And only some of us were waking up to how fucking money-driven this is. And the rest of us didn't really know. We were like, oh my God, it's all about health, public health still. We were, they were still on that. But there was more people on the public health side of things than the conspiracy side. And now it's probably fitty-fitty, I'd say. Big, with, since the vax came out and it doesn't really do anything, but yet they're forcing it on us. That it's, it's changed a little bit. But back when everybody was mostly scared, I was at Shoppers Drug Mart and a lady looked at me and said, isn't it interesting how you make a political statement just by coming to Shoppers Drug Mart? And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, do you choose to use self-checkout? Because if you don't, because they were bitching at us to use it and few people refused to because they said that replaces workers. I'm not using self-checkout. Did you wear a mask when you came in or did you have to be told? It says a lot about your stance on things if whether you did it. I had mine on so nobody said anything to me but somebody didn't have theirs on was, was asked and everybody in the line gave them this filthy fucking look. That's the lady that said isn't interesting how everything's a political statement. You know what I mean? It was very, 
fucked up just how going to shoppers pick up milk for me and my girl turned into like which side of 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 uh, of a pandemic are you on it was insanity to me yeah. and so basically what i'm trying to say now is that you don't get the privilege of saying i don't have an opinion anymore the world has become too divided they win they've won the division bell has rung and here we are on the side of liberal conservative vax anti-vax alm blm conservatives and, and liberals and all right republicans democrats all all this fucking shit, shit division. Are you right? Are you left? Are you blue or red? Are you Sonic or Knuckles? Are you Mario <laughs> or fucking Luigi? Are you Sega? Are you Nintendo? Are you Pepsi? Are you Coke? Shut the fuck up. How about a little bit of everything? What's wrong with that? It's it, so what I'm trying to say is this Pol politics is meant to divide, and being a liberal is actually where we're all supposed to be. Oh, yes, that's right. Right-wing crazy conservative Alex said it. That's where <laughs> we're supposed to be because liberal is center. Your far left is communism, socialism, complete control from your government of what you do, what choices you make. As you work your way towards the center, you get away from socialism and communism and welfare and handouts and letting the um, lar the small majority of working people pay for the, the, the larger majority of disabled and useless and people who need help. Yeah, I said useless. Sorry. Some of us are just useless. But you know what I mean? The group of people that need the assistance, the addicts, the the single moms, the, you know what I mean? People, they're not all useless, you know, but the, the people that, that need the help, okay? Yeah. As you hit your liberal part, your center part, liberalism, liberalism true liberalism is, is actually pretty awesome. Justin, take some <laughs> fucking notes. It's actually pretty awesome. It's kind of where we should all be. It's 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 one love for all. It's paying taxes but keeping it fair. It's, you know, having a social system but not one that can be abused so easily. You know what I mean? It's it's a middle ground. Then you work your way right into conservatism. Conservatism, sorry. Into progressive conservatism. Into these, you know, more, if you can't work, you don't have as much worth in society as someone who possibly can it, it, it's kind of the way you work your way. And when you get to the hard side of conservatism, which is, you know, a freedom of speech, say whatever you want, whether it's mean or bad, it's still your right to say it. Unfortunately, we fought for that right. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. you're an idiot for saying, Duh, you know, I think this is this and it's not right. It doesn't matter. You're allowed to say it. Um, it's freedom to bear arms. It's, it's being able to have a gun. I don't care if you want to go shoot cans in your backyard. I don't care if you just want to be able to keep your government from coming and taking things from you that are yours. You believe in your right to have it. That's where you work your way towards the right. When you get outside of that and you work your way to far right, which is fascism, that's what Hitler and, and all of that was. That It becomes too much. It becomes complete and utter control with a right-wing ideal where it's if you're not of this type of people, then you're not worthy. And that's why people get so scared of the right because it's you go from, I believe I should yeah, be able to have hold a gun and own my own house and not have anybody do or say anything to me about how I do that and be free. It's, 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 I'm not saying it's a short path. I'm saying it's the next political step works your way towards so that. That's what throws me off with you saying like the far right when it comes down to Hitler and all that stuff, uh, the, the authoritarianism. And cause if you're talking like the, the right has the, the right to bear arms and, and hold a gun and stuff, if you're going now to the far right and you're talking, okay, well, this is where Hitler comes in. Hitler, Hitler disarmed everybody. I understand that, but he did it. See, and that's fascism is a right is far fascism on the, is the furthest side of the right and communism is the furthest side of the left. That's just the facts of it. So, okay. So I'm going to, and so, liberalism okay. sits in the center. So Wikipedia, if anybody who actually knows what Wikipedia is, it's an open source, 
uh, site where you where anybody can actually go on there and add an article. Anybody can tweak any bit of yes. data, whatever. So w- somebody for fascism wrote is a form of far right authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, and strong regimentation of society and the and of the economy, which came to prominence in the early twentieth century Europe. So if I was to draw politics on a scale for you and i had communism is a 10 and fascism is a 10 and liberalism liberal being a liberal is a zero if you can picture this okay the kind of conservatism that we're talking about with right to bear arms and freedom of speech and don't tread on me and you know all that kind of shit everybody's equal to practice whatever fucking religion you want whenever you want however you want without persecution to be, you know what I mean? Those that I know, I know this sounds like modern liberals, you fucking thieves, but this is the actual <laughs> conservatism, okay? Um, the right to practice whatever sexual orientation you want without persecution in public with nobody to be able to say anything about you. The whole gay pride per thing. It's a very fucking right wing attitude, I'm sorry, to be able to go and, and do that and have nobody do anything to you about it. The same way they were, the patriots were doing it in the 1700s, okay? It's just a different form of it. Starts with the right, it all starts at that's a five on the right wing side, and fascism is a 10. Okay, so it's a big jump from that to that. On the other side of that spectrum, okay, the NDP and socialism is about a three on the left side of that. It's about three from the liberals. So you got to go from three to 10 to get to communism. Okay, three to 10, whereas it's only five to 10 on the other side to get to it. So that's where the fear comes in. That's where the, you know, it, because it is so easy to go from, yeah, we have our right to bear arms and yeah, we have our freedom of speech and yeah, you have a right to do whatever you want and nobody can persecute you for it too. You know, motherland. It's crazy how fucking quick it can go, but it can also go the other way on the other side where you go from, you know, we should have a welfare state where we make sure everybody's taken care of no matter what to UBI which is universal basic income, which anybody who knows what you, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the end of days. It's basically (laughs) nobody works and everybody just sits home and collects money from the government. And it's a bad way to run your society. Uh, it's, it's not. It's not just nobody works. It's everybody gets an income whether you're working or not. Exactly. And the people. So who nobody's are working, motivated to work and exactly. do anything productive. Exactly. And the people who are working, uh, I mean, 16 hour days and you're unless, almost dead. Unless you're a part of this like collectivism, like, Oh, I'm part of the collect, collective you're done deal yeah and that's where you get into so regimes so dictionary.com defines fascism as a governmental system led by a dictator having complete power forcibly suppressing opposition and criticism regimenting all industry commerce etc and emphasizing an aggressive nationalism and often racism so i would like to quickly ask you now to wiki conservatism and i want to read that the definition right after okay I've read right away, just read in, right to see the difference because it's a massive difference that gets constantly blurred these days. So what's a, what's a conservatism? Commitment to traditional values and ideas with, oppor- with opposition to change or innovation. Or the holding of political views that favor free enterprise, private ownership, and socially tradi- traditional Free enterprise, ideas. private ownership, and what was that last one? And socially traditional ideas. Fucking right. That's what I'm talking about. Separation of church and state, right? Funded roads. 
send your kids to private school. That's what conservatism is. Fund your roads, fuck your kids, send them to private school. That's what it is. In its basic forms, you know what I mean? I'm trying to just enlighten people out there to think that everybody who's right of liberalism is a Nazi these days. You need to understand that that's actually the other side of it. That's the complete 360 on the spectrum and that, so that my, you're allowed to sit biggest, in the center. My biggest thing is I'm, I'm not part of the collective. My biggest thing is always you do you. I don't, you, I don't care, I feel with I don't that. care if, if you want to be gay, be gay. If you want to, if you want to identify as a male and you're female, go ahead. Right. You do you, whatever you're comfortable doing, do it. That's, that's where I feel is, uh, is my conservatism showing. It's just, you do you <laughs> that that's all it is. Whereas I've actually been. While trying to express this view, I've had somebody try to debate me saying, oh, well, you just don't want to be part of the collective, blah, 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 blah. You're a racist. I'm like, what the? F and this literally happened in 2020. I was repeatedly called a racist just because. You talked about this on an earlier show. Just because Which is why I'm I was like, taught. I was, you do you. This is kind of why I was taught. I, I brought it up. And for a little while there, you're looking at me like, fuck, Alex, where are you going with this? But part of it was that because you were like, I was being labeled as, the, you know, and I, I'm so not. Like, I'm, I'm so loving and caring and I really fucking love people. I really have a lot of faith in humanity. Yeah. You know what I mean? I grew up with, like, looking at this country as, like, one of the greatest places to come and prosper. And I had so many friends of mine that were first-gen immigrants. They were like, I got to come here and do so much shit that I would have never been able to do if I'd grown up back home. That made me so proud. I was like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? The place that I got lucky enough to just be born in was a place that somebody gets this crazy opportunity. I grew up in love with this country for what it what it, it did for... I mean, Oshawa is a shit, shit city <laughs> that really, you know... I was attacked by some idiot in the project. So dumb. So <laughs> it really dumb, isn't the so best dumb, town. So, so that if you can grow up in this town and <laughs> fall in love with Canada, even through Paul Martin, even through Mike Harris, even through... Brian Mulrooney. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> Brian Mulrooney. If you can grow up in this country through John Cretchen, if you can grow up with um, Bob Ray, if you can grow up in this province with all these fucking types of p these people and still love Canada and have faith in it, like that's awesome. And I did that. I'm very proud of it. But <laughs> these last couple, like I'd say, three years, it's done. It's just yeah. when it all needs to burn. At this point, it's just there's no. It's kind of like. When I don't know, oh, this is it's kind of like when somebody's got so much cancer in them, they just give up treatment. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a, I know it's grotesque and it's hardcore. It's grotesque, but that I feel like Canada is like needs its own episode of Breaking Bad right now, where it <laughs> breaks down and cries because it needs to start selling meth to pay for its family because it's fucking just on the verge of death. It's on death's doorstop. That's what I feel like our country's gone because we've lost all those values. Um, conspiracy theories. Politics, I'm going to kind of smash them together on something super, super sensitive right now. I don't like, this is a sensitive topic, super sensitive. Yeah. This might even all get cut. This I don't is, even this know. This is really recent. Yeah. This indigenous peoples being like the, finding the, the, these kids in the schools dead. Okay. I, I just got to throw it out there. It is so sad how they're making this a political tactic. That it happened is disgusting. Um, What's blowing my mind is the no arrests. There's no, nobody's getting arrested. Nothing, nothing's getting shut down. I don't see anybody really getting responsibility. There's no responsibility being put upon anybody. Well, our, our prime minister got a vacation out of it. He did. 
He definitely got one out of the bit. I don't see massive investigations digging into maybe anybody related to this. I mean, some of these people are still alive. You want to tell me that everybody associated with all these dead indigenous children is dead and can't be found? Are you fucking serious? Don't feed me that shit. Somebody needs to be held accountable for this. If we're so guilty, if you want to create, oh, I'm not going to call it that. I'm not. I'm going to hold back. If you want to create a whole day or weekend, you know, and make it a holiday for this and you want to give out orange donuts at Tim Hortons where portions go to indigenous peoples and communities and you want to play this off the way you are. And I think that's all great. This is all necessary. Yeah. Why the fuck did it take this long? Why the fuck did it conveniently happen right before an election that he called randomly so that he could get all kinds of fancy fucking political but then he pictures was, with indigenous people about how guilty he but was. But then he was shot down in regards to Oh, he got to, to I agree. Oh, people yeah. saw through it, but it still happened. Yeah. So we got dead kids, lots of them. And I got indigenous friends. My apprentice, Adam, is half indigenous. Like we, we go get those, those, those donuts, and he rants to me, the rant that I'm giving you right now. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it blows my mind. Like, like, Native people are truly sad with this news. And because yeah. we're, we're, I'm pretty freaking white, so are you, we don't quite get it. We're not, we don't understand the level of it. Well, but I got to bring up color, bro. Hanging, but hanging out with these people, hanging, hanging out with... You know, my, my, my native friends and seeing just, they're like, this is fucking crazy that this has been going on. Like we, we thought we get, we grow up realizing that we've got it worse than most people. Then we hear this shit and you're like, wow, it's fucking hits home. Yeah. And the, and then, it, and with the election, it getting drawn in, please people, people that are out there, don't let these politicians grope you in and think that they give a serious fuck about natives or their values or any of this stuff. This was a tactic. It came out and all, they found all these kids and all this stuff right before this election. And it is a tra it's a tragedy, but for God's sakes, don't, don't believe that these people care and that they're, that they're, they're using it. They're using it to campaign and it's sad. And maybe that's a conspiracy theory. Maybe this is just another theory that's out there, but Keep as mind, a Canadian, I'm pretty disgusted that, of what's gone on with that. Keep it's in mind up. in 2015, when Justin Trudeau was campaigning, he promised clean the drinking, clean water. Oh yeah, clean drinking water to all these indigenous people. That was I, <laughs> I like remember. Seven years later, it's like, well, we got remember. six communities. That was a huge part of his campaign. Yeah. was was the natives. I remember even then he was kissing native people's asses and doing all these photo ops even before all of this stuff. Yeah. It was a part of his campaign, along with getting pot legal, along excuse me, along with um, carbon tax. Like he had his big ones that he that he that he was pushing for, excuse me, and literally fucked every single one of them up. Like, uh, the orange day thing. And, and once like, I didn't know, so I guess for a while among uh, indigenous people, it's not called. I just wrote this down, but it, I can't no, remember what it's called. But in in regards, it's some type of reconciliation day, truth and reconciliation. I call it Orange Day because but that's the in, color they picked to represent. In regards to all these bodies that were found, I guess among and indigenous the number. What number are we at now? Eight thousand more than that. <laughs> it's fucking. I'm sure by the time this this airs, it'll be outdated. The number so, will probably be over ten. When. Uh, so I was completely unaware of this when it came out, but I guess among I guess among indigenous people, it's known. It's known. Yeah, and, Adam said. Adam was, told me this, and it was just made public knowledge. He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. For, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Oh yeah. He's like, oh, you know, bad. You know, this, my dad told me. I was like, what the? Yeah. And so when when I heard, and it was like, oh, well, it was missing like, kids. This is just a thing. Yeah. 
And so when I heard like, oh, the Catholic the Church uh, was responsible that's, for it, and I was I like, I don't want to get too political, but yeah, man, that's when I was saying, why no arrests? Yeah, I'm talking about you, Catholicism. Sorry, so, bud. So I was actually uh, having a conversation with a with a buddy of mine. I was just like, yeah, some like some there has to be somebody held accountable. And I'm not and saying then, hang someone out to dry that's not deserving. I don't yeah. want that either. We don't want to hang people in the town square for shit they don't done. Okay, yeah. that's not the way to do it. But somebody. Still alive that did had something to do with this shit that knows something. Yeah, teachers, principals, people that committed. Who committed it? Come on, it's somebody did it. Somebody's still alive that did some of this shit. And I guess on the day, Truth and Reconciliation Day, yeah, there, there, the- there have been other podcasts that interviewed survivors, uh, oh. like women who had actually gone to the residential schools and, and survived and, and sounds lost. Like, sounds like fucking Schindler's List and, stories, dude. And one thing I have to say is, it, it was heartbreaking to them, oh, but yeah. they, but they were still, they were still like, we need to unite. They, we, even that, even unite. after this, even after, and it, it oh, wasn't about division. And it, I, I applaud. That's these. what people need to get. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. I applaud like listening to this. I was blown away from like the, we need to unite. And, uh, I, that's I a strong it. group of motherfucking people right there. Yeah. Yeah. You can't to be able to say that. After and there's so, that. and they know it's a tactic. That's why they're saying that we got to stay united because they know it's a tactic too. Yeah. They're like, don't let this divide you. Yeah. Let this unite you. Yeah. Fucking smart. And there there are a lot of Canadians, me included, that that want to mourn for them and mourn with them. Oh no, it's COVID, bro. We're not allowed to mourn. No funerals. <laughs> I don't know. I've had like five friends die, including I've had a decent amount of close people to me die and no funerals for anybody. Because we're not allowed anymore. We live in China now, right? So you know, and funerals are for, for free people, right? So you're not invited. <laughs> but before we uh take this but we wrap it up so long. I do want to say thanks for listening to anybody who is listening. And, and these are just our opinions. Nothing that's been said tonight is fact, except for the stuff that we said was a fact that we read, <laughs> that we read off Wikipedia. Those are the only facts. Yeah. The facts are Outside facts. Outside of that, it was and just us talking. the conspiracy theories are conspiracy theories. I know a lot of this might have sounded like some crazy right winger went on a tirade. <laughs> Which he did, and that is me. No, no, no. It's like but I said. We're, we're not. We're not trying to say, "Hey, everybody, be a right winger." Hey, everybody, be a left winger. Stay informed. Just, stay you awake. You do you. Stay awake. Whatever, whatever your beliefs are, you follow your beliefs. And with that, thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week. New episode weekly. Oh man, we've had. What are, this is episode seven wrapped or eight? This is eight. This is eight. This is eight. Episode eight wrapped. I'm so excited, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Google Music. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. <laughs> and Radio Public. And Spotify. We're on everything, guys. Check us out. Don't forget the zero in ShotPod. Yes. Shot Don't. zero. Yeah, fuck, guys. Just do it. Get it done, bud. Peace be with you.